right, so how should we start this new era I don't, of podcasting? <laughs> I don't know. Um, should we just keep introing it the way we normally intro? Well, we already are. We kind of are. I did win a second grade art contest once. Nice. He keeps talking about this crowning <laughs> achievement of his life. Dude, I've never won a school art contest. <laughs> I totally did. I still have a trophy. It's in a box somewhere. You had a trophy for it? Yeah, Hillsborough yeah. County gave me a trophy. I was so happy. It was in tempera painting. I got straight A's all through elementary school. My trophy's this big, and the trophy for being perfect attendance for one year is, like, this big. <laughs> I, remember, I remember those. I remember, like, you got the one for a full year, two, three consecutive. Mm. You remember that? Did you ever get those? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I had mental health days. I, I, <laughs> my mom's like, you want to you wanna go to school or you want to get bagels? And I'm like, I want to get bagels. Oh my gosh, yeah. I wish. I have so, no, I I sports trophies, so man. Yeah, that's true. T-ball. Jake, Jake was actually on my t-ball team one time. Was I on your team? Yeah, we, uh, I think we were the White Sox, right? We wore gray gray shirts with black Yeah, we were the Sox shirts. the first year, then I was on the Braves the second year. I don't remember after that one. Yeah. I just remember you were on there, and it was strange. <laughs> I had a science fair trophy, too. It's also this big. <laughs> Crowning achievements. And I have a Pinewood Derby trophy, too. Second place. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have some uh, German competition trophies. German? Oh, I forgot, you, I forgot you took German in Theater. high school. <laughs> That's how I met Justin. Yeah, Johan. I called him Johan for like two years, and for like six months of that, I didn't know his real name wasn't Johan. <laughs> well, the, I, remember, I remember my Spanish name in school was Pedro. I picked it because it was the most Spanish possible. <laughs> Spanish name I could think of. And another kid took Juan, so I was like, well, gotta go with something. Alright, well after two oh. minutes, let's properly introduce ourselves. Okay. So. Is it is it two minutes? More than. Okay. Alright. Okay. Okay. Alright. I'll let you do it since you're so great at it. Um, Air quotes. Uh, we, this is weird, I gotta think of a new way to introduce ourselves. Um, I can't think of a way. Anyways, we are rebranding, formerly known as Jake and John Pod. The Jake and John Pod. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, Jake and myself, we are rebranding the podcast completely. We are going through not a whole lot of changes. The topics won't change. The style of the podcast will not change very much, but the title will change. Our handles will change. Well, our Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah, I, I, I'm not changing mine. Personal <laughs> mine. <laughs> I might change mine. I might change mine. Get creative with mine. But uh, we are now. The Masters of Nothing. You can find us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that'll be later. Um, do, you remember, do you remember our uh, new URLs? No, no. Not at all. Great. <laughs> but either way, we are rebranding. We are now known as The Masters of Nothing. And with that, I welcome you to episode one, The Masters of Nothing. Insert creative title here. <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell, same old shit, different name. Yeah, basically, uh, we're still kind of Jake and John pod. Jake and John are podding still. Um... But uh, we got a different name, and we actually have a special guest for our very first The Masters of Nothing podcast yes. episode. Uh, please introduce yourself, <laughs> special guest. <laughs> uh, hi, former Jake and John Pod listeners and current Masters of Nothing listeners. I'm Jared Stokes, international successful <laughs> illustrator. <laughs> We've got an international businessman on our hands, folks. Yeah, you might remember uh, we've talked about him a few times and at length about sutures when that uh, Kickstarter was going on. We did talk at length yeah. and give uh, give Jared a lot of uh, a lot of props on the uh, 
the mad scientist nature of his of his little game that he's created. My my little game. Your little game. My little game. He's internationally successful. <laughs> little game. He, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Literally, it's it's kind of small. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's <laughs> bigger. It's bigger than a than a deck of cards. It's it's actually two decks of cards. I actually do want to play it tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably not good podcast material. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I imagine it'd be something akin to listening to people play Magic the Gathering when they've never played Magic the Gathering. Also, uh, every trip I take with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember. I remember Magic. Yeah, I played that actually in uh, middle school in like uh, sixth or seven, maybe eighth grade. Um, guy, I only knew one other person that did it though. Uh, guy, old friend Patrick McCarty. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, yeah. You guys might have known his brother, Sean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew Sean. Sean. Um, but, yeah, me and Patrick, we used to play a little bit. And then I kind of got out of it and traveled into the universe of Yu-Gi-Oh! Trading oh, cards. That okay. Was, uh, that was interesting. Actually, ooh, funny story about that. I actually saw my first pair of real-life tits because of the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game. All right. That's, Do tell. Yes. <laughs> I never told this to you, did I? I've never heard this <clears throat> before. In ninth grade, um, it was you were in ninth grade when you saw your first. Well, that weren't like a relative that I walked in <laughs> on. Oh, right. Ninth grade, um, freshman. There was a uh, there was this other kid. He he was playing Yu Gi Oh, and I was like, oh, what's that card game? You know, I like card games. I play Pokemon, play Magic the Gathering, whatever. I like them. He's like, oh, it's you, Gail, blah, blah, So I said, okay. And so I started, you know, getting some cars, whatever. Well, this girl that sat in front of us, she had a brother that liked Yu-Gi-Oh. She Why was brother in quotes? I don't know. I don't believe her. Because she, <laughs> she liked, she, she, every time this, this guy and I talked about it, she would always, you know, be interested in what we were talking about, you know, follow, you know, watch us play the game, whatever. <clears throat> and so he had, I don't know if you remember the Yu-Gi-Oh TV show, but do you remember... You remember the combination that Yugi beats um, what's his face with with the um, with the little furry the little furball guy? And Is the, it the one where he destroys the moon? Otherwise, no. <laughs> I know where those little furry things look like. Well, that. he he used a little he used like a defense and he used this little fur this furry creature thing. I don't have the cards anymore, unfortunately. I'd show you, but he used this little furry creature thing and this multiplier and it multiplied it and he beat the guy. Anyways, this kid got. That and I had the multiplier card, so I was like, "Hey, I would love to get that card for me," but I didn't have anything to trade. And so the girl was like, "Hey, how about you give that card to John? And you give me some cards, and I'll do something." And he was like, "Okay, show us your tits." And I was, and you know, ninth grade, and I was like, "This guy's a fucking idiot." And she was like, "Listen, I'm not going to do it." And he's like, "Well, okay, well, you're not going to get anything." And she's like, "Oh, but my brother really wants the cards." See, she said brother that time. And he was like, well, show us your tits. She's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And she said no like three times. And then he asked the last time. And the last time, the bell had already rung. Everyone's filing out of class. So we're like, we're like hanging back, you know, kind of waiting for it. And she's like, okay. So we're like standing up or whatever, kind of, you know, blocking her from the teacher. And she straight up pulled her shirt. She had a low-cut shirt down, so she pulled her shirt down and showed us her tits. That was the very first time I saw a person other than, you know, accidental tits in my entire life. This is, this is your first on-purpose tits. On-purpose. On-purpose. So remember, folks, three no's and a yes means yes. <laughs> Apparently Yu-Gi-Oh! Gets, gets you some action. It uh, it did. Well, what's funny is I've, I'm... I, well, I don't remember either of these two people's names, but I swear, <laughs> year a couple years after I graduated, it was actually at the Rockfest, the second Rockfest that we went to. Yeah. Remember whenever they brought the two... I think it was two different sets of strippers on the uh, stage? Mm-hmm. 
I swear one of those sets or one of the girls in those sets was that girl. Sets musically or sets of boobs? Just, no, well, it was just whenever they brought the strippers up on stage. And I thought, I, I, could, I could have sworn I pointed her out to you. Like, dude, I'm pretty sure that's the girl that showed me your tits in ninth grade. I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but I, I, I swear it because I, I remember it. I, I remember that show mostly uh, sitting in the shade waiting for Serge Tonkin to get on stage. Okay, yeah, you're, okay, you probably don't remember, but that was. And I, I more of the story is, I saw tits for the first time because of card games. So, so I have. I can only hope that sutures <laughs> will bestow that honor upon one of its players. Yeah. And see, and this was before like nerds were cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's actually it. You know, you <laughs> this is a different time, audience. It's actually very. I guess. I guess. Just. I think it's just because nerds are now adults. You know, nerds from the '90s are now adults with money, and they can do things with that money. And so it is actually popular to be a nerd oh god i just thought of something I was, I was thinking back i'm like you know me and jared we were more into the pokemon card scene oh right the I remember that. And we I were like, in the league yeah yeah well and then i was thinking he was talking about uh you know tits and stuff like that i'm like oh jared no, almost found love no what happened what? it was more of a stalker situation i would call it Uh-oh. God. oh this, <laughs> this girl just fell in love with me at the pokemon league and like when I say fell in love with me, I don't mean, like, a cute, haha, we're kids and this is something cute happening. I mean, like, she was physically on my person and would show up at my house. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Mind you, I never willingly gave her my address. She, this was back when, like, you know, people were starting to get the internet good at home and yeah. she used it to find my address. And I oh. instantly became really afraid of the power of the internet. Oh my god, that's crazy. And she would call me, like, all the time. It was not a happy situation at all. Uh, and I don't know what happened to her. No? No, I don't. Maybe she followed the wrong person home one night. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just leave that story <laughs> it there. <sounds> <laughs> Wait, did, were you in the same Pokemon League that Jake was yeah. in at the bookstore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one that you tried to go to one time and my stepdad cussed you out because you woke him up on yeah. Saturday morning. His stepdad. Uh, which one was it? It was Gene. Uh, not, not, which one? That sounded bad, but... It was kind of. It was, it was a, so bad. Cause, it was a different time. But uh, I, uh, you know, because y'all guys, because you guys did it on Sundays, you know, I was always Saturdays. at church. Did you do it on Saturdays? It was Saturdays, yeah. Yeah. I thought you did it on Sundays. No. I think it was Saturdays. I'm pretty it, sure. It, it, was it didn't have to be because uh, my my mom took me a couple times. She's a big oh, church okay. goer. She wouldn't have. Yeah, she would have canceled church for Pokemon. That's, that's, that. Well, that was my problem. Was yeah, I could never go because it was church. But I guess if it was Saturday, then I always had some other. Yeah, because like else. you said, you called. <laughs> yeah, but it was only go? that one time though. Because remember, I always I, I continue to tell you I couldn't go because of something I don't remember what apparently, but uh, but Saturday yeah, called, it was like it was like seven o'clock in the morning and I was like I'm so excited you know I've got you know I've had my deck ready and I was like all right I'm gonna call Jake you know it's getting you know getting to that time or whatever <laughs> I call and his stepdad Gene picks up the phone and I just hear every fucking cuss word on the face of the planet just come out of this man's mouth and I was just like. Oh, what what grade was I in? Maybe ninth or tenth grade? Probably if uh, or eighth grade. No, it was it was, it was younger than that. It was. It was it had to be, I yeah. was in middle school, I think, and I was just like, I was just so shocked because I was like, I have to have the wrong number. I was like, Jake wouldn't do this to me. <laughs> you just hang up, so up and then you called him back. I called back. I can't remember. I can't remember if we picked up again or if it just rang. But I was just like. I was so disappointed that morning, and then Jake later on tells me he's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't go. Well, I slipped in." Blah blah blah. I was like, "This was like my one chance to go." 
Because Jake would always fucking come in and he'd brag about the badges that he won. And I'm like, man, I want some Pokemon badges. Oh, we gained like, that is... system. Jake and I would just play each other and then be like, oh, we, we lost four and we won four. And, <laughs> like, he and I would just play each other over and over again and we, we won a... You know, we would rig it so that we got, like, the maximum amount of points each for, for being there. Remember, uh... Oh, who was the kid? We called him Lieutenant, Lieutenant Surge. Surge. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always wore, like, this camo jacket and he had, you know, bright yellow hair and bleached hair. Did he do it on purpose? Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't he made we... his own badge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't think we went uh, much past high school, though, because Bookland closed. Yeah, the place closed. <clears throat> they stopped doing it, and then they closed, and... Yeah. I was about to say, now it's a Jimmy Then they emptied out all their promo cards. It's like, this is the last day. Take all you want. <laughs> oh, right. I got so many promo cards. <laughs> I got lots of good stuff from mm. uh, from there. Do you guys see Pokemon's like 20 years old now? Or Pokemon Red and Blue? Yeah. yeah. 20 years they're old They're re-releasing it, I think, aren't they? Uh, on the Virtual Console yeah. on the 3DS, yeah. Okay. They're actually re-releasing uh, a 3DS with both of them like installed on it, I think. Uh, I kind of... I think I saw those, and I, I kind of mm. want them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel so old whenever I see shit like that. It's like, oh, this is, you know, 15 years old. This is 20 years old. This is 25 years old. I'm just like, oh my god, like, I remember watching these and doing these things as a child. Mm-hmm. I was like... I remember this in yeah. my in my memory. It's not like I, I, I read about it. It's I actually did these things. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was there. It's like, oh, man, I'm getting older. And then I'm like, oh, I've been married for six years, and I've got kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, uh, actually, I, I did have, uh, you know, we were going over them earlier. I did have a lot of questions for you about sutures. I don't oh. want to turn this into a big interview podcast, but... For a short time, it will be. Well, no, go yeah. ahead. Talk about my card game, for, <laughs> b- b- by all means. Um, let, uh, what? My first question, what inspired you to do this? All right, well, actually, that one's got a, a pretty neat answer. So uh, I used to work at the theme park, you mm-hmm. know, doing, doing art. But, you know, theme parks are very <laughs> seasonal sort of jobs. So right. probably eight months of the year, I was just twiddling my thumbs most of the day. And what I would do is I would take these... Uh, we had these forms to, to, for customers to fill out for various reasons, and I would just write all over them. It'd just sit there for like eight hours a day and write, you know, ideas I had down. And Sutures started out as one of those ideas. I wanted to make a, uh, actually wanted to make a video game, uh, okay. sort of, sort of like uh, this mad scientist, uh, you know, you creates this creature and you play as the creature, and then the the crux of the game involves you like finding other body parts to replace your current body parts to make you better or different somehow. Okay. And, uh, you know, fast forward probably six years of, of that, you know, just existing in a drawer somewhere. And uh, Justin uh, says, uh, you know what? You always talk about wanting to make a card game. Do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started thinking about all my ideas and, uh, you know, I, I came across that one. I said, you know, that, that could work as a card game. So... I created this card game where uh, you know each player plays as the mad scientist, and then all the cards are different body parts, and you you play them and put them together to create uh, monsters. And each body part you know changes how the monster plays. Excuse me, just a little bit. And uh, you know the idea is that uh, you're building up bigger and better monsters, but also what's kind of cool is that. Every game, you're going to have different cards, so you're never going to be able to build, like, the same right. monster. Uh, okay. So you, you can't basically just stack your deck and build Exodia every time and right. just win the game. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, do you... Um, what... 
does the future hold for sutures? Uh, interesting question. Um, I built it with the idea that expansions could be built into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, for example, uh, this starter deck I have, uh, all the monsters have different types. Like, there's undead monsters, there's, you know, dragon monsters, there's, uh, sea creature monsters, and right now they don't do anything. It's just kind of flavor. Right. Uh, but... It would be really cool, and I always said, you know, if this becomes exploding kittens on Kickstarter, which, you know, spoiler, it didn't, but, you know, if, if I got, you know, enough interest and enough financial backing, I said, you know, I definitely wouldn't mind mm. making expansions and themed expansions at that, so you could buy, like, you know, the super monsters of the deep expansion. Right, and then, right, okay. What would be cool about that is that, you know, uh, people get the starter deck and everybody has the same cards, but then you go and buy uh, these theme decks and the theme decks would play a little differently and cater to different play styles okay. and switch out your cards so that it becomes more of an individual deck building game instead of uh, something you break out and play and everybody has the same cards. Right, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, and it may still happen. Uh, it's just going to have to wait until I get some more income gotcha. that I can put the time to it. Gotcha. No, that's understandable. That's understandable. Ho well, hopefully, you know, being on the podcast, you get a couple more people that may not have heard about the game, um, either through us talking about it already or, you know, from your, your circle. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can spread the word a little bit. I'm, I'm actually very enthusiastic about <laughs> playing it. Like, I, well, I told you about my earlier history with card games. Um uh, I've got another question. Um, how did you come about like making like the the rules, like the battling system, for instance? Okay, uh, so I had this idea, mm -hmm. and I said, you know, this would probably work as a card game. So what I did was I typed up uh, a loose sort of rule set, you know, how I thought the game would be played, and I printed out. Uh, I wrote all the different cards. And printed them out on sheets of uh, copy paper and then mm -hmm. chopped them up. So I had all these slips of paper that were just text, basically. It's like, right. you know, plus one attack on this one and this one, you know, plus three life on this one. And then I slipped them into sleeves uh, of Magic the Gathering decks and shuffled them and I just played them with my friends. It's just these slips of copy paper and uh, huh. it was like five or six guys and they're all like, wow, you know, I really like this. You know, this could be something and you should put some artwork behind this. Yeah. I was like, ah, you know what? You know, I did this in a couple of weeks. Artwork's going to take forever. So two months later, I had all the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it was a cool way to test it cheaply and see if the, the rules were going to work. And I'd say probably 70% of it didn't need to be changed. Some things need to be tweaked a little bit. Right. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I think, the language you use when you make a card game because... The, the language you have to keep it consistent. Mm -hmm. And I would flip-flop terms like attack and battle and fight and, you know, right. people like, oh, you know, that's, that could be confusing. You know, you need right, to pick right. one term to describe everything and you sift through all of your rules that you've written down and make sure everything's sort of together. And Okay. Okay, that's, no, that's awesome. Um, did, um, let me, uh, you, you have a history of card games, so doing something like this, I guess, came, n not natural, but, like, you knew, like, the basics of what a card game needed. I, uh, I took ideas a lot from, uh, 
there's a little bit of influence for Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. and I don't like saying that because I don't want to give the impression that it's a Magic the Gathering clone. Right. I, yeah. But the uh, flow of play is very similar to how that plays. Okay. Uh, and I think using that as kind of a a skeleton to build off of right. was really beneficial. So having something that you know is successful and kind of breaking it down to its essence and then building off of that, you're you're kind of guaranteed to have something that could work. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. Um, I actually had, like, before you came, whenever Jacob told me that you, you were going to come and podcast with us, I was like, fuck, this is great. I've got so many questions for Jared. I didn't write a single fucking one of them down. So I'm thinking about everything that I thought about literally like three or four days ago. Oh, no, this, um, is, this is great. Yeah, I think this is... I'm actually impressed with you. Oh, with, oh, so, with me. With the... For once. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I hope I get a trophy after this. You know, I, I could pull up that picture from your graduation where I do look like your dad. Oh my god, have you ever seen that picture? <laughs> no. Me and uh, Galen was and it? Matt and Matt. We're all like, because we all, you know, we all used to hang out. <laughs> it's like Jake was two years ahead of us. Um, well, you were two, and uh, but whenever we graduated, Jake comes over and he's just, you know, and is I get. I, I was know. wearing the same shirt I wore to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit, that shirt is so old, Jacob. I like that shirt. <laughs> it's so comfortable. Um, yeah, he just, like, he's, you know, us, you know, 17, 18 year olds, and Jake, the, you know, the old 19 year old guy or kid or whatever the fuck you want to call him at the time. And he's just, like, got his arms around us. We're like, ah! And he's just, like, mm, just got this relaxed ass, like, I graduated years ago, look at his face. <laughs> I remember those days. Fucking pups. Then he got a picture of what kills me to this day. Oh, Lord. He got a picture of Matt and Galen crossing, you know, crossing the thing. Didn't get a picture of me. Tell him why you didn't get a picture of me, Jacob. <laughs> I didn't believe that you were in the honor court, so I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard. So I'm one of the guys with the little golden things around him. Oh, no. It's like, calls my name, and Jake's like, oh, God, oh. I wasn't ready for this. It's not... You know, it's not like my name wasn't in the fucking, you know, thing beforehand of Honor Court. No one reads that. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's awful. What a turd. Seriously. <laughs> He's ready for Galen and Matt, though. Well, yeah. I knew Matt wasn't, and he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew Galen was. I'm offended. You jerk. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, back to the Sutures game. Now, um... Are you? Do you plan on doing maybe like a, another Kickstarter after a while to maybe mass produce it a little bit more, or are you gonna kind of, I guess, wait on that a little bit? Or I don't think you have to wait. I think it looks kind of bad doing do back to back Kickstarters, yeah. uh, it, especially one thing I, I learned doing the Kickstarter is that I'm not a marketing person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very introverted, and you know I can work in the you know the the, the labor part of a project, but when right. it comes to pitching it socially. It's a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, I did well enough to succeed my goal, uh, but f- from uh, I-, I would actually get emails from other projects. Uh, they'd be like, "How are, how is your goal so low? How are you doing this? You know what what's going on?" Really? Which kind of you know at, at first it's like, "Oh, you know maybe I did something right," but when it happens every day for the entirety of your thirty <laughs> really thirty day <laughs> Kickstarter campaign, you're like, "I think I messed something up." <laughs> so, so other Kickstarter people were like emailing you asking why your goals were so low. Right. Well, I said, uh, you know, this was never a big money making venture mm-hmm. for me. This was at most it was just going to be a cool story to say I made a game. Right. And. Uh, so I set my, my goal at $1,000, and I, I figured out uh, 
shipping and production costs, and I figured if I if I met my thousand dollars, that would be a cool a cool story, mm-hmm. and all of my prizes paid for themselves and a little bit extra. So I was never going to like lose money on this. Right. It was just something I could brag about forever, which I'm doing currently. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you should. Uh, this yeah. is incredibly like I said. It's like I and you know I, I'm. You know, I've never been like, you know, your close friend like Jacob has, but it's like, man, it's like, I know a guy who created a fucking card game. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, but other other games that do Kickstarter releases, they're doing like full-blown releases where they want uh, it on store shelves and stuff. Okay. So their goals are more like 30000 50000 right. et cetera. And they're like, how, the, how are you doing this? What are your sources? You know, right. let me get in on that. You know, <laughs> let, let me live at this production house you apparently live at and, and get all my stuff for free. And... You know, I would explain it to them, and they're like, yeah, you, you messed up. <laughs> so by not mass-producing your project, they say you messed up. Well, they just view success differently than I do. Right, no, you know, and that's, I, everyone views it differently. It's not important for me to... Make millions of dollars off of this. Well, because I mean, I'm not, you know, right. that's, that's the reality of this situation, is that you don't get rich and famous making board games. You can right. get well-known, and there are examples to the contrary, but it's, it's not... Something I need to put all my eggs in that basket, if that makes sense. Right, no, I understand. Uh, See, that's how I always felt about like this podcast and everything. It's like, I do it for fun. If money <laughs> comes, it comes, but that's not why I'm doing it. And money certainly has not come. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I learned that uh, marketing is something you definitely pay for if you want it. Yeah. Uh, I got <clears throat> offers all the time. And I got really excited, too, because it's like, oh, I, my, my Kickstarter went up. You know, yesterday, and I've got a full inbox on on my Gmail, and it's all people like, "Hey, I'll tweet about your game for twenty dollars, and oh, if Jesus. you pay me thirty five dollars a day, I'll talk. I'll give your game a good review." And which which color is twofold? You yeah. realize nobody's gonna know about your game for free ever. Yeah, exactly. And you you think about like all the games that you funded that you heard great things about. You're like, man. Somebody just paid somebody else like 40 bucks to say that. <laughs> they yep. had no idea what they were talking about. Yep. But, uh, um, go, well, actually, what, Jake, did you, did actually, you gonna, Yes, actually, I wanted to talk about Kickstarter a little bit since you brought it up. Um, all right. I was going to say. I'm not a pro. <laughs> first of all, actually, out of, uh, I'm looking at here, I've backed 35 projects on Kickstarter since the lifetime of Kickstarter that I've been on it. And you were one of maybe four that has actually delivered on time. Well, part of that is that I, I personally know you, so I can just come to your house and <laughs> but, give it to you. But still, I know you're, you're already shipping them off. And I've, I've actually shipped you know. all, except uh, I had some like super high-end special editions where they had like custom box right. art and stuff, and those haven't shipped yet, but they've been ordered. Right. And uh, I think even on my Kickstarter page, it, it lists their estimation as March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that'll, I'll meet that deadline, so, no yeah, problem. You're actually in the deadlines. Like, I'm still waiting on stuff from some of these Kickstarters from 2013, 2014. Yeah, you're not no, and those were the deadlines those. of that. That's not when I actually oh. put money into them. Oh, wow. You're not getting those, Well, Jacob. I think I'll, most of them I've checked on a lot of them. I mean, I'm fine with it being late as long as I get updates on it. Okay, you know? yeah, that's fair. Which and then there's this one which I know I'm not going to get because there hasn't been updates on it for like two years. <laughs> oh, well, you know, but, a lot of those well, projects are probably way more ambitious than mine. I, mm-hmm. I one advantage I had was that uh, a lot of games I see on Kickstarter they need pro- they need money to finish their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my game was done. 
I just was basically selling it on Kickstarter. Like, hey, my game is done. If you give me $30, you can have my game. Right. Done deal, you know. Mm -hmm. So it it was a really easy process. Once uh, my Kickstarter cleared, there's like a 14 or 15-day waiting period before they they give you the funds in case somebody wants to cancel their order last minute to pay Mm -hmm. bills or something. And once that happened, it was... You know, it was a pretty easy process to say, order, and then I get shipped to my house. And then I, I learned how badly I, I screwed up my shipping estimates. Really? Oh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a debacle. It wasn't a bad debacle, but I learned a lot about international shipping. Mm. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> you know, the national Oh, geez. Okay, actually, I had two questions based off of that. Your answer on this past one. All right. Um, the first one, do you ever think that sutures could be sold? On shelves somewhere, like I, in, I a, in a hobby shop or in a you know a you know, you know card. Uh, I don't know if they do card game shops, but they do actually. Oh, do they uh, really? uh, a friend of mine works at a. From my understanding, she lives in Georgia, so I haven't been there. But from my understanding, it's a tavern that also has card games. Okay. And she saw that I was uh, making this card game, and she says, "Hey, send me a copy. I'll pitch it in the shop." And uh, so she was actually pretty much my key player as far as demoing the game goes mm-hmm. and, and feedback and that stuff. And her boss really liked it, and she said they were talking about uh, maybe having it in the shop, but that uh, that didn't pan out. I never heard any more about it, and she may have left the job. Ah, okay. So, uh, but that, that is, you know, a cool thing that happened, and it got a lot of uh, customer feedback when it was still in, like, the beta phase. Mm-hmm. Um but card shops are definitely a thing, and I would like it to. But if it doesn't, it's not going to you know, right. kill me. Okay. All right. And uh, second question based off your previous answer. You mentioned, you know, you know, you did the card game. Do you think, you know, as, you know, do you think you could ever create a board game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've actually done that before, too. Oh. Uh, and this is this is a story from my childhood, actually. Uh, in fourth or fifth grade, we read Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Did you ever read that? The, the name sounds incredibly it's the familiar. The story about the the mice and the rats, and they live on a farm. I guess I don't know. I don't they remember. they talk. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie, <laughs> but uh, we we had to do a project based on the book, and she said we could make a board game, and that kind of blew my mind when I was ten. Was like, what we could make a board game? That's a thing we could do. <laughs> so I made this this little board game. I think it was uh, I had these strips of paper that were kind of post-it note width, but like regular sheet of paper long. If that makes sense, they're like really long pieces of paper. And I drew squares on them and attached them all together. So I had this, like, kind of board game path going on. And uh, a couple of squares were, like, events from the book. And you basically just... You played the game, and the game were the events of the book. And certain things happened. You know, oh, well, now you're getting into a fight with a cat. And you have to go back six spaces (laughs) or something like that. But... So, yes, I have made a board game before. It was also an international success. <laughs> 35 children <laughs> played it. Yeah, I, uh, I just opened for a diorama in that project. <laughs> uh, I would love to make a board game, though. Uh, no, no bullshit. I would love to make a board game. I don't have any ideas for ones or mm-hmm. plans for ones, but it's not something I'm at all opposed to doing. Okay. 
I was about to say, could we ever see a uh, Jared Draws line of card games and board games in the future? Card games, definitely. Uh, like I said, I, I do intend on making expansions for Sutures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the priority is paying bills. Right. So you know, completely it, understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, passion projects require a lot of a lot of free time, so I need to be able to afford that time somehow. Okay. Uh, and. Actually, when you guys asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, they want to talk about sutures, and that's really exciting. Maybe I should find a way to make sutures publicly available for purchase. So I actually did that this week, too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll put a link in the uh, description. Yeah, definitely put a link in. Um, whenever we tweet about this episode, I'll definitely throw the Twitter handle up there. And we Do you have a Facebook page for it, specifically it, or do you just have your Facebook page? No, I just use my personal Facebook page. Okay. And I, I kind of keep that uh, friends and acquaintances and artists. Okay. So the uh, best way to follow me would probably be website and Instagram. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to be much better about Instagram. It's that thing that all artists use that I keep forgetting to. Yeah, the whole, the whole picture picture Facebook. Don't you have a uh, Jared Draws Facebook page, or do you just never use it? I never use that. Uh, Facebook does this weird thing, and I noticed this actually with Sutures as well, is uh, it seems that Facebook wants you to pay for advertising, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or pay to have your posts viewed, and I was I've always gotten much more traction on, on my artwork and projects from my personal Facebook mm-hmm. as opposed to my Jared Draws Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I just, mm-hmm. I up and abandoned it. I mean, there was, I, I would post something on Jared Draws and have, you know, because it, it tracks likes, views, and comments yeah. And, yeah. and shares. And I would have, you know, six people viewed this and one person liked mm-hmm. it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer when I have, you know, 300 people following my Facebook. Exactly. Whereas my personal Facebook has about the same followers you know my friends and i would have 80 likes and <laughs> exactly yeah that's... 30 comments well, i have been told that uh, and i think they go as low as like five dollars for a boost for your page like those things actually work yeah we, At least uh, someone else has told me that. we have a uh well we can i guess we could talk about them a little not a whole but uh i guess uh we we have a i guess a sister podcast okay. um you could call it the bit, bit blast network um mm. um They've uh, they've actually used the advertising on Facebook. Oh, okay. And, they, and they've actually and he's because he he tracks his downloads like how many and where from and Wait. stuff like that. And they've legit. I think he said what more. He he's got one like in Africa that someone listens to him. There's one like in Mexico that fucking listens to him. There's you know they've got Canadian listeners. Yeah, it's people. funny. He was showing me the stats. And he's like, it even shows where they downloaded from. Hey, look, there's one Zoom. I'm like, that's me. Yeah, there's one Zoom. <laughs> Jake still uses Zoom, but yeah, it tells him like. You know how they're listening to it, where they're listening to it from, and it's really interesting. And apparently, they've expanded their market through the Facebook advertising, which I told Jake because I was like, "Man, it's like if I could ever just come up with like you know a free fifty bucks, I don't have to spend either on the kids or on a bill or something like that. Like I just throw it down there, you know." Yeah, as I remind Dude, everyone, I pay for all the hosting for this. Yeah, Jake likes to remind everybody. <laughs> oh, my ho- my hosting's actually renewing this month, so thanks for reminding me. Mine's next that. M- mine's, <laughs> mine's next month. It's always after taxes come in. <laughs> Uh, this is this is my birth month, so I have a uh, my tag registration and oh, my website gee, comes due. Uh, and my f- I pay my taxes, so <laughs> January is a hard month for me. <laughs> my favorite, the tag registration is like Happy Birthday! Now pay us some money. Yeah, seriously, I, I love that Happy Birthday envelope you get. I was like, Oh, the DMV wishes me a Happy Birthday <laughs> and wants my money again. <laughs> All that sweet, sweet <laughs> Kickstarter <laughs> nest egg I built up is already spent. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, um, let me ask you this: How did you um, 
how did you settle on Kickstarter? Because there's there's like a several other like there's like a what like a, a GoFundMe. There's and, an Indiegogo, which Indiegogo. I know he's done one before. I did do um, an Indiegogo. Yeah. I uh, well Kickstarter. Uh, for one, is the most well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people. You talk about Kickstarter, and if they know what Kickstarter is, they know what Kickstarter's for. Right. You know, you can say say Indiegogo, and it's much less known. But also, Kickstarter has. Um, they're they're all for different purposes. Like right. GoFundMe is just basically I need money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiegogo is I need money to do something, and Kickstarter is I need money to do something creative. Like Kickstarter. Okay has to be a creative project. They only fund creative projects. Okay. And the Indiegogo, I've, I uh, ran, uh, this was years ago, I wanted money, I was going to buy a Cintiq. Mm-hmm. So that was basically it. I wasn't doing anything creative. I didn't have like a creative end game. I just wanted to buy a, a Cintiq. And I, I sold some artwork mm-hmm. uh, over that. And I didn't make my goal, but what I ended up using the money for was paying for a... Uh, online art class with Steven Silver, who okay. is, uh, he's a very famous character designer. He's worked for Nickelodeon and he oh, did that's like, awesome. like the Clerks cartoon and Kim Possible and stuff like that. Ah, so okay. You know him, I promise, but you right. probably don't know him by name. Well, that's, that's like, you know, you know, anytime, you know, Jake starts talking about like, you know, voice actors and stuff like that. Like I don't follow, I don't follow like them individually, but I like, I, I know like, you know, recognize their work. Stuff right, like right. And, uh. He's basically the character designer in in the industry, and uh, he offers classes on schoolism.com, which if anybody listening wants to do anything creative with their life, I highly recommend schoolism.com. So that's what I put that money toward, because I didn't didn't make nearly enough to, to buy a Cintiq, so that was kind of the next best thing for me. I, um, I don't know what a Cintiq is. A Cintiq is, uh, you may have seen these too, they're like uh, tablet PCs where people draw directly on mm-hmm. the screen, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people have them and love them, and they're kind of like the high-end, most expensive, bougie sort of art okay. asset you can own. Gotcha. Uh, but actually, at that time, I'd never used one. I'd only seen them. And having used one, uh, it's this weird thing where, since you're drawing on this glass, right, the glass surface, right. your cursor is slightly off from where you're pointing oh, down. Jesus. And it drives me crazy. Like, okay. if I had actually bought a Cintiq, mm. I probably would have thrown it well, away. I was about to say, because, uh, uh, I mean, you draw, you know, doing character. Do you, now, whenever you do your characters, or, or just any art for that matter, do mm. you typically draw on, like, a, a tablet, or do you draw, like, on, you know, physical paper? Uh, if the end medium is digital, then I do everything on tablet. I don't, okay. Uh, if I want to have a piece of paper, then I do it on paper. So it's. I don't like a lot of artists will sketch something out or do the inks uh, traditionally mm-hmm. on paper, scan that, and then color it digitally. I don't do that. I do start to finish is whatever the end medium is. Okay. Okay. I've always been kind of curious how, how you do that because I, I remember like one time we're hanging out at Jake's house and you had like your, your pad with you and you were just kind of doodling and kind of doing this thing. And I was like, is, uh, and I thought to myself, I remember, I was like, is that how people draw nowadays? <laughs> they buy they buy computer tablets and they draw on them. Yeah, I do use paper. a computer tablet. The tablet brand I use is, uh, it's called Monoprice. Mm-hmm. And it's like the super cheapo version, but actually uh, like the whole thing costs a hundred dollars where, you know, people are generally prepared to pay six or seven or $800 oh, on geez. them. And, uh, the funny thing is, I got it after having a, a, a Wacom, which is kind of the industry standard brand, for a number of years, and it finally just petered out on me. 
So I got this because it was cheap and convenient, and I plugged it in. I was like, oh my god, I like this so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me, now, now that's the brand that I, I swear by. Okay, that's awesome. All right, actually, I think I'm out of questions. Actually. Oh well, that was uh, that was fine. Thank you. Uh, that was you did it very fun. well, John. Uh, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I just call call Jack, Jake Dad on the podcast from now on. <laughs> I hope I didn't embarrass myself and talk a lot about Kickstarter that I actually don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had um, friends after the fact like email me and they're like, "Hey, man, you know I I work for you know I work helping people launch their Kickstarter projects." And it's like, I, "I wish you would have contacted me." It's like, "I wish I would have known that about yeah, you." Yeah, seriously, it's like a little bit of information that would be nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I would say the, the thing you said earlier about not wanting to start another Kickstarter too soon after you've already done it. In my opinion, I think you're good to go because you've actually completed your project and it's out and stuff. Unlike you know some people named Tim Schafer. Oh, <laughs> that's hard because I, I love Tim Schafer, oh, no, but it's, it's also true. <laughs> I do too. I Broken Age, I need to play through the second half of it. Um, Massive Chalice, this guy loved it more than I did. Oh, I you love, know. I and I kickstarted both of those it's too. Ridiculous but, how much I like that game. But still, it was just like, alright, uh, well, this Broken Age thing got kind of big, and uh, yeah, here's another Kickstarter for another game. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to be like that, but also what I meant about that was... Uh, you know, beyond sounding like that I just make my living off Kickstarter, right. which, by the way, is impossible or hard to do. Uh, I was thinking maybe I needed to get some marketing experience, so the next time I do do a Kickstarter, I do it right mm-hmm. and, you know, actually get the maximum reach instead of just saying, hey, Facebook friends, you know, go give me money for my thing, mm-hmm. which I, I think is kind of a shitty thing to do to your friends uh, more than once a year. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a but that's awesome though. I mean, you're you know the the method that you did have has created, you know, the card game sutures. It's a cool. It's a physical product, and it's something that can be enjoyed, not just by your friends though. That helped you, you know, spawn this. That helped you create it. I'm a. I have a booth this year at uh, MegaCon up in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that I can get a lot more um, exposure there. I'm. I have a few extra copies that I've. I bought and I want to take it there and really show it off. Okay. Well, yeah, I think would uh, you sell some at, not to cut you off, but would you sell some at MegaCon if you had the opportunity? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. That's a tricky question because uh, they're a little expensive for me to produce, at least in any measurable number. So right. it's, it's one of those things like, well, I have five copies, so if you want to buy one of these five and, you know, I could sell out Friday or I could be stuck spending, you know, 200 bucks on a couple of copies of my card game. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I know you weren't shilling out your card game last year. I think John was telling me last year, you guys did really well at MegaCon. I've always done well at MegaCon. It's been a, a staple in my uh, freelancing career. Mm-hmm. Um, other conventions have been hit and miss, but MegaCon always nets me a little extra than what mm-hmm. I paid. Yeah, I'm going to try and go a day this year, but they've raised those admission prices way well, up they, this year. They're also <laughs> adding another day to the convention. That's true, and they're going Memorial Day weekend. As well, well and, and one thing I think they should do if they haven't already is offer the three day pass that they've always offered mm-hmm. because that would be about the same as it's always been, um, and they may they may already be doing that and I'm just making a dick of myself. <laughs> but I, I hear a lot of people say that they're not going to go this year because it's so much oh, more yeah. expensive. Which know. is discouraging for somebody who's uh, yeah. selling at MegaCon. Yeah, I was say, for someone who's got a booth at MegaCon. No, I, I still think there'll be a lot of people going to MegaCon. 
regardless of the price. I mean, I'd like to go just because last year, I only went to one convention last year. It was uh, AWA. It wasn't even yeah. in the state, you know. And, I mean, MegaCon, well, it's not my favorite, but, I mean, it, it's a big shop con. It really right. is. You know, but, I mean, they usually have a couple guests that I like or I want to go say hi to or something. And I'm yeah. also trying to get a booth at AFO this year, too. I've got uh, Kent Ward, like... There, there's a guy you need for marketing. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. He, he hustles every day. Uh, but I, I've got him, like, he's staff, so as soon as the booths come, become available, he's going to tell me and I can hop on that. I haven't been to AFO since high school, I don't think. I haven't, well, I didn't go last year. Uh, I went for one day the year before because I think Warped Tour was the day after, and I just went to the Orlando one. Oh, okay. And apparently I had free passes to the one uh, two years ago, but I didn't remember about it because I won them like almost a year before that, and no one reminded me. And then I, I told Kent, I'm like, from now on, just give something, someone something physical so that they know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put their name on a list. Uh, well, um, like I said, I don't really. Actually, last question. I promise. Um, You're not. How, how did you? How did you find out how to get a card game produced? Like, how do you find out who? Because you know, it's like you said. You know, you had the you know the 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 copy paper at first. You know, in the sleeves. Like, how do you find out who who can mass produce or who can make like who makes this like puts the like puts the artwork on the card? Like, how do how do you find that out? Really, how do you? Uh, the answer may disappoint you, but uh, I let Justin do all that. <laughs> and, and he actually, he was amazing. He looked up all these printing companies and logistics and like figured out costs and stuff. And the unfortunate truth about it, and an another reason why my Kickstarter was, uh, I guess, low gold. Mm -hmm. I like kind of lowballed myself with my goal is because a lot of the cheap or inexpensive places to print are actually overseas, like in, in China and stuff. Right. But the problem with that is that you pay for, like, bulk shipping, you know, international shipping. Right. So uh, you pay freight. That's the word I'm looking for. So unless you're printing, like, 250, 1,000 copies of your game, you know, the, the freight is absolutely not worth it. So I had to find a place locally in, this, in the States to print it, and I found... Uh, it's GameCrafter.com or TheGameCrafter.com, uh, and they're you know very reasonably priced, and uh, I think for a small scale project is probably the best option. Okay. No, that's all because that that was like one of my biggest questions whenever I found out, um, you know, because you know we're Facebook friends and you you've been talking about it. And I was like, man, Jared's making a card game. That's really cool. I was like, but it's like, how the hell do you even go about doing something like that? Who? Like, well, if you get a if you get an account on GameCrafter, they provide you know all the different products that they offer have mm -hmm. uh, digital templates that you download, so that all your files are the same size and everything lines up and is uh, you know matches and stuff. And they have like everything's marked like you know we're cutting the paper here, so don't put anything important past this line. Right. Okay. And even when you upload all your assets, it it makes you go by and like physically check every asset to make sure every oh, says, look we're gonna cut the paper here make sure nothing <laughs> right. is just okay with you so you have to like check off on you know there's 128 cards in that box and i had to check off on every single one of holy them cow the covers and all that other stuff which you yeah, know but, then I, you, but that's that's kind of good though, it's it's a good courtesy to provide it absolutely yeah. is because then you make sure you know they don't you know cut any lines or miss anything mess anything up so and i've never had a problem with uh anything like i uh, I'm very satisfied with with what's been produced. So. Okay. 
Okay. All right. I think I think that was my last question. Even if it wasn't, it's fine. Just yeah. you know, interrupt later on. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking, talking about, about something else. I probably, something else. I probably, you should be like, yeah, but what about your card game and this one thing? Honestly, <laughs> uh, like I said, I think the card game is absolutely a wonderful thing. I'm very happy that I know you and you've been able to do that. It's 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 really flattering that other people are excited about it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, really encouraging. It makes me want to go and do do more projects. You yeah. know. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not. I, I like to think I'm creative sometimes, but then I'm just like I think about like I mean, like I was supposed to like do because I like I think you know thinking about the podcast and stuff like that and like you know my buddy was texting me the other day he's like dude you should do a sports podcast I was like that sounds great he's like you know you should do a blog a sports blog he's like I think you'd be able to do a sports blog and I was like man I'd love to do a sports blog but then I was like man that's it's like and that's see that's another thing I like I lack like and what you've done is shows like true motivation like I lack motivation. <laughs> so much and it's just like man it's like all these things sound cool in theory but actually putting the work in to do it like that and it's and I think you know it's impressive that there are people you know like you who are able to get it done get it. Well, well thank you but also don't go too far with that because uh, like, like I said with the Kickstarter and me not being a marketer like I quickly realized uh, to promote it properly I have to remain in the spotlight with it for right. the entire 30 day stint and I was over that after like 4 hours <laughs> like I registered the Twitter handle and I was like well that's enough for today <laughs> I'll post about it tomorrow and uh, so so I understand that like a, a, doing a sports blog or something would just would drain me oh, so yeah. much yeah no, I, and with sport and cause you know him getting me thinking about it more I'm like a sports blog is like you know, in order to do sports, in my opinion, properly, you almost have to do something about it every day because something well, sometimes so, hourly something happens in the sports world every day. Something yeah. I won't I won't necessarily say major, but there's always some sort of change in some sort of way. Whether you know whether it's in one of the major sports or whether it's one of, you know in the smaller sports, and it's just like you have to be on top. Of it. It's it's like a full, it would be a full time job I think yeah. for me to do it the way that I wanted to do it, and I think that's probably one of the things that keeps me from doing it. And so, but then again, I thought about doing like an all purpose blog where you know or me and Jake could do it. Wherein like I'll do like a post you know a week or you know. You know, and then Jake will do the next week, and you'll know, we'll just write about yeah, whatever whatever comes across or whatever. Like maybe I told you before, just do it, and then the Jake and John goes. blogcast. They, I love the sound of that. Actually, <laughs> we've just changed our name. <laughs> <laughs> the, the blog of nothing. The blog is better. The mess. And I was telling John, I'm like, I've started blogs before, and then about three three four months later, it's just like fizzled <laughs> out. Like I think. Um, I was looking at my uh, last blogger account, which actually I've tied it to jacobluke.com. I own that. <laughs> <Jacob>. and, uh, <laughs> my last blog was from Star Wars Celebration in 2012. Holy shit. Okay. But see, that's something like I could I could blog all... I, I could write something different about Star Wars, I think, for... Oh, I say um, that, and then I get down to sitting to write it, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, getting the thoughts out and getting everything. It would, well, that's and you know, doing a blog. I feel, you know, especially with writing, like you have to be, I think, well structured. Yeah, um, absolutely. And have some sort of writing skill. I mean, the high, my, I mean, I hate writing. <laughs> 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 so that's that's another you thing. Probably should like, do a blog at all. So like, yeah. I kind of want to do a blog, but then it's got to do all that writing. Uh, that's like when my comp two professor told me I could fall back on writing if I wanted another <laughs> career. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I think that's as um, many questions as I have right now for Super. <laughs> um, I um, we've 
Jake and I, we both saw Star Wars. Have you seen the new Star Wars? I uh, have. You well, have right along to what I wanted to talk about. My sister uh, treated me on Christmas Day, so I got oh, to nice. see it on Christmas. That's, uh, that's yeah, see. With all the Jewish kids. With, with the all the, other, <laughs> the Jewish kids and the Kwanzaa celebration. Yeah, because as, as we last talked on uh, the last episode of Jake and John Pod. The very um, last episode of Jake and how, John How, you know, Pod. our speculations of what we were looking forward to, and now that it's a month later, we kind of let it sit a bit. You know, I kind of wish we would have did it sooner because uh, it was funny what happened to you the first time we saw it. <laughs> oh, no. It, did you get to enjoy it? The first time I saw it, I, I'll tell you honestly, the first time I saw it, I came away extremely disappointed. Oh. Extremely. Like, disappointed to the point to where I was like, man, like, now I know... Why so many people were so bitchy and angry about the prequels? And I loved it because I'm like, you became something you hated. And I hate. I'm like, and if, and, so you know, let me let me get this straight. You you enjoyed the prequels then? Yes. All right. Well, I'm I'm not gonna bash you for that, okay. but I do have a whole list of gripes about oh, the prequels. Oh, sure. There's <laughs> gripes. That, that, and and see, that's fine. Like, and that's what you know. We've I've come. I've told Jake about. It's like, and you know, because I I I really hate it whenever people. You know they, you know, talk about oh, you know the prequels didn't happen or the prequels don't matter. Or, I hate the prequels I'll so stop much. They're like, articles sometimes they're like the it. worst thing that's ever happened to Star Wars, and I'm like, I'm like it you kind of is an easy button topic to, to bash well, them. I mean, so, whenever like I was listening to uh, Mark Bernard on Fat Man on Batman, they were talking about like their first impressions about it. And the first thing he says like, oh, we get our first real Star Wars movie in 30 years. I'm like, yeah, the next things you say aren't going to be very credible to me. See, oh. Because <laughs> I think it's like I've, I've accepted and granted, I think. I think I find it more acceptable to like the classic Star Wars fans because a lot of classic Star Wars fans are older, right? And so they saw it either whenever they were kids or you know growing up or something, or they saw it before, like, and you know, and that was like their Star Wars. See, with me, you know, Episode One came out in '99, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was twelve, mm-hmm. so I knew about the old Star Wars, but I wasn't. I mean, not saying I wasn't intellectual at twelve, but I guess I wasn't at the intellectual level at twelve to realize that like. Oh, you know, the old Star Wars did so many things for, you know, cinema. It did so many things for, you know, graphics and design and stuff like that. And it did all these things. Like, to me, it was like, oh, this is new Star Wars. Right, right. It's like, and this was awesome. Well, and even so, George Lucas himself has said what you're saying right now. It's like, this is kind of like the new generation of Star Wars. That's it, why more kids like the prequels than the old and that, ones. And that's, and that's to me. And I accept, and, and well, yes, there are... <laughs> There are reasons to bitch about the the episodes one, two, and three because of the vast differences they have against four, five, and six. But at the same time, and and actually, this is actually one of my gripes about episode seven was the fact that this is just episode just a remake of basically episode you know four with bits of five and six thrown in. Hmm. It's like it's it's very similar. Like they even like I said, it, it follows a very similar plot it, structure. Well, that's the thing, and I was like, I was expecting something. And one of the reasons why I was disappointed was because I was like, I was expecting something so much different than this. I he, didn't. He wrote his own story, basically. Like, well, oh, that's, wow. And that's, <laughs> Before. I, in my head, like, in my head, I had all these different expectations, you know, based off of what all the different trailers and teasers were showing us. I was like, okay, you know, this is going to happen. It's like, this has got to happen based off of what they're telling me here. And actually, what's funny is, and I keep, and I, and I told you this, you know, coming away with it, like, and with all the trailers, you know, with Finn having the lightsaber and stuff, it's like, this is awesome. Like, we're gonna have a storm. Tr- uh, first off, we're gonna have a uh, another black Jedi, another black character, another black character, and then this character is gonna, you know, you know, be an evil stormtrooper, and he's gonna become a good Jedi. It's like that's awesome. That I, that's something that I I grabbed onto very quickly, very early, and I was like, this is awesome. And then come to find out, watching the movie, I was like, this cat, 
he's not force sensitive. I was like, he's not a Jedi. It's like, this is, and I keep telling Jay, he's like, I really hope he eventually, you know, becomes it. But uh, it's just, I, I, he's, I think he's clearly not going to become a Jedi. Right, right. Which kind of still upsets me a little bit because I just, I got it wrapped in my head that Finn was going to be the Jedi. And so I believed it. Like, right. I, I thought about it so much that well, it became, believe, it became my <laughs> own reality. I was like, Finn is the next Jedi. And then whenever it came out to clearly he's not, I was just like, man. I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> no, I don't like being wrong about my prejudices. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I still think there's a very good shot that he will become a Jedi. He's just not the Force Awoken. Yes, yes. Uh, and that that would actually that didn't disappoint me that Ray was you know the you know the the, the Awakener of the Force or whatever you want to. But it, it came as a very at the you know the first time I saw it, it came as like I want I don't want to say a nasty shock, but you know I I visioned her as. Like the next Han Solo, I was like, "All right, oh, Finn's okay. gonna be the next Luke, and Ray's gonna be the next Han, and it's like, gonna be cool." You know, we've got a female Han, we've got a black Luke. Like this is great, and it just, like I said, I wrapped it into my own reality, and I just believed it so hard, and I wanted it so bad that whenever it didn't happen, it upset me. Um, let's see, what else? I, I don't want to make this about what about Star Wars Episode Seven upset me the very no, first no, time. Let's go ahead and get this out because <laughs> then we can talk about how great it actually okay, was. No, that, well, okay, we'll do that then because the second time I saw it, um, I loved it. I loved it so much better. Um, okay, another thing that I didn't like, um, besides you know the Finn and the Ray thing and the fact that I feel as though it's you know for you know a, a, a classic remake, it's um, I didn't like that they killed Han Solo. I didn't like it at all. Okay. Because um, in talking with uh, a couple other Star Wars fans that I know, one of them said, "You know, I got a feeling they're going to kill off one of the main three. And I was like, "I was like, I don't think it's going to happen because I think it's too early to do it in seven. I'll accept it if it happens in like eight or nine. Okay. Because you know, they're older. You know, they'll probably face their last battles, and we're getting new characters to follow. It's like I'll accept it in eight or nine, but seven is too early. It's too early to kill any of them. And he's well, like, it'll be Han. And I was like, no, it won't be Han. And like, and I think I think that's why I hated it so much was because I was like, it's like, w- like, why do I love Han Solo? Like, you know, who doesn't love Han Solo? And I was just like, why did well, they have to kill Han Solo? Okay, well that's the thing. Like, yeah, you know, Han Solo is dead, but like, it doesn't make him less of a great character well, see, because that, and he's that's, dead. Yeah, and, and there are other things to consider too. Like Harrison Ford is what nine hundred. That's yeah, very <laughs> true. I remember the last Indiana Jones where he was just kind of like hobbling <laughs> about, and, you know. Uh, and and also originally, I don't know if you know this, but Han was supposed to die in Empire. Yeah, yeah. So this character's been on the chopping block for realistically almost forty years at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going to die and. I think having a definitive end to a character's mm-hmm. you know complete story like the existence of Han Solo is is wrapped up now like right. that makes a nice neat tidy package that you can say this is the legacy of Han Solo exactly and he he didn't go out in some you know he he wasn't a guy what was his name Jack Porkins he didn't <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> you know he he went out trying to save his son and bring his son back to the light side and and, and that's really cool and. You know, now uh, they set up through the whole movie that Ray's going to inherit the uh, Millennium Falcon, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Chewie kind of takes a liking to her, so, you know, she's got Chewie now, she's inherited inherited Chewie. She's inherited Chewie. (laughs) So, I I think it was beautiful, but uh, Mm -hmm. going off of uh, people hating it, you know, I, I hate it, he's one of my favorite characters, but I, I think it's, it's a beautiful element to that movie, and it's, it shows that, uh, 
Abrams is, is willing to do strong moves to exactly. make good stories because it would not have been a good story if they had both walked out of there. Well, you know? see, that's and that's and I and I realized that the second time I went and saw it, I was like, it makes absolute <laughs> sense to kill him here in order to make the Kylo Ren character much more complete right. than what they either because he, I don't think he's complete yet because you know he's still you know he's still you know he's fighting with his light, but I think in a way that kind of completes him in the fact that he's. He's he's fighting. He's fighting the goodness. He's fighting for the Sith. Yeah, like he, he wants to complete like his he, training. He wants to, you know, he wants to be, you know, just as good and as bad as Darth Vader was. Right. But he hates and you know refuses to acknowledge the Anakin side of him, the good yeah. side. And it's just it's and it's wonderful because it it gives us a true villain. Because mm-hmm. if you remember in the classic ones, everyone was like Darth Vader's the villain. He's the bad guy, and then he turns good. Right. Which is not a bad thing, but in this one, it gives us that 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 character. It gives us basically almost a new emperor, even though Snoke is basically a new emperor. But it gives us that true bad guy mentality. Like this guy is willing to do whatever it takes to ensure that he is bad. Yeah, and it's, absolutely, and it's wonderful, and I love it. And I love uh, you know after seeing it the second time, especially. I think my favorite character from Episode Seven is Kylo Ren. Okay, I, I love Kylo Ren. I I love. I love how Adam Driver portrayed the character. Yeah. I love the fight. I love the the incredible desire he has to just it's it's so it's so weird because you know in movies I think it's because you don't see this movies like this character is aspiring so hard to be bad. Yeah. And it's like you always see characters aspiring to be good and fighting off the darkness, but this guy's the exact opposite and I, and I love that as far as the you know the character goes and I cannot wait to see Eight and nine, and where they take their character. Yeah, see, Han Solo was the major roadblock, as you guys were saying. Yeah, in his you know completing turn. Like even Snoke said that like in the beginning of the movie, and you know he ended it. And also, I don't think Harrison Ford liked playing Han Solo either. So that's probably another. Oh, yeah. they killed well, I don't think I don't think he. Appreciated. I've gotten that impression, but I don't I don't know that for a fact. Um, before we get before we continue on episode seven, I wanted to bring this to you guys' attention. Uh, you guys know they're doing a Han Solo spinoff movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Han are, and uh, are, are, is it are, Boba Fett or? Oh well, yeah, they're doing a Bo- No, they're not doing a Boba Fett. They're doing a. Uh... I don't know what they're doing next. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, well, I know they're doing Rogue anyway. One this year, <laughs> right. the end of this yeah. year. And then Episode Eight is next year, and then I think it's the Han Solo movie. Yeah, and then Nine, and then Nine. But I thought they had one after Nine that they, they had released. But yeah, I think it was still untitled. I think the rumors like years ago was it's Boba Fett and Han right. Solo were the two spinoffs. Okay. But well, anyways, who knows? Uh, talking about Han Solo. My uh, uh, a Star Wars friend of mine, who actually just started listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Jason, you remember, I was telling him, mm-hmm. he sent me an article, and apparently, um, you know, I'll just read it, Sources Tell Variety uh, magazine that after seeing thousands of actors, ex- execs have cut the list down to about a dozen actors, and this is in reference to Han Solo. Okay. And uh, I think, I just, you know, for talking's sake, I don't think half of these people, um, well, first off, I don't know some of them. But I don't think half of them would make a good Han Solo. But I do think the other half will. Um, I'll start Miles Teller, which is my favorite for Han Solo. I think he is absolutely perfect for Han Solo. I need Solo. to enter into this uh, with the understanding that I am horrible at celebrity <laughs> recognition. So I'm okay. going to be useless for this. I'll, I'll say, who the hell is Miles Teller? He's um, he is uh, he, he his most recent movie um, was Fantastic Four. He was the uh. new. Um, well, don't don't base it off of that. <laughs> He was the new uh, Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Young Mr. Fantastic. He was also in... 
He's in the uh, the Insurgent movies or the what? That's, I don't, Divergent. Divergent movies. movies. Have you seen those at all? No. Okay. Well, or, the, or, or as I like to call it when I first see the trailers, hey, it's the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if you see those movies, the character he plays in there is very. I, I it, it's interesting. I love the character. He also played in a, in a Zac Efron movie that was actually surprisingly good. Uh, young New York comedy romance type thing, roommate thingy. Um, I'm trying to think what other fucking movies he's been in. Um, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, another one, Ansel Elgort. He was. He's also in the Insurgent movies. He was in um, uh, that m- one movie about the girl with cancer. Um, Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars. He was in that one. He's the love interest in Fault in Our Stars. If you ever seen the trailer, you've seen his face. Okay. Getting out. Okay. Uh, another this thing. One, another thing. I also don't have television. So. Uh, <laughs> right, well, this one you will know. Dave Franco. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Uh, this one I'm not too sure who this is. Jack Rayner. Jake, do you know who Jack Rayner is? Not my name. I don't know who Jack Rayner is. Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's kid. Okay. I like that one. You, you could probably pull it off just you know aping his father's western. <laughs> Hasn't he only been in Clint Eastwood movies though? I think so. Um, Logan Lerman. I don't know who that is. Uh, Emery Cohen, who I guess is a star in the show Brooklyn. Okay. No. And uh, Emery Cohen. The same oh, no, sorry. Sorry. No, uh, Blake Jenner. Um, Everybody Wants Some. Anybody no. watch that? Okay. Okay, well... Basically, Dave Franco and a bunch of other people. Right. Then the, I guess so. Basically, the ones that you guys know are <laughs> Dave Franco and Scott Eastwood. Um, but I like, like I said, I like Miles Teller for it. Um, but I've uh, I've gotten kicked back on the few people that I have told that I like Miles Teller for it. So, but, uh, going off that a little bit, I read it is not an interview, but. Sort of, uh, there was a video on YouTube about Abrams' process in mm-hmm. making Episode Seven, and he like really studied Lucas's approach to making Four, Five, and Six. And one thing he, one of the things he said was, uh, at the time, Lucas cast pretty much unknowns yeah. uh, as actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ford had done previous films, but he wasn't huge yeah. yet. Uh, and the rest of the people were were pretty much unknowns, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do that for Episode Seven. So. Right. He may actually, I don't know if Abrams will be directing this movie, but they may try to pick somebody who isn't big in the limelight, who doesn't have a lot of star power behind them. Right, well I was about to say, I think that's been, I think that actually works well for the Star Wars universe, because, I mean, you saw what happened with, you know, we, you know, in 1, 2, and 3, we got several big name actors. Right. Um, You know, well, I mean, you had Samuel Jackson. Yeah. You had, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, you had Ewan McGregor, who had done, uh, what was that, Train, the... Uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Oh, you had Natalie Portman. Like you had several big names in there. Um, and, and you refer to those characters by their actors' names. You don't refer to them as you yeah. Know, yeah. It's Jedi Mace Wind or not? It's not Mace Wind. It's, it's Jedi, Jedi, Jedi yeah. Jackson. You know. Get these motherfucking Jedi out of my motherfucking temple. <laughs> and Anakin's like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's just. Uh, but I, I actually, I like the fact that they use relative unknowns. I'm actually looking forward to this Rogue One movie. It's actually got one of my favorite actors in it. Um, from Wasn't that a video game when we were You're kids? thinking of Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Oh, okay. Mm. Those are good games, probably. Oh, yeah. Those, I well, miss the old Star Wars flying games. I miss them so much. Like, I seem to remember spending an awful lot of time playing those. They got mm. two sequels, so yeah, it was pretty good. But um, They need to make more Star Wars games, actually. Well, shit, oh, you man, know that's going exciting. I mean, Battlefront uh, is awesome. Have you played Battlefront at all? I've not. I don't have... Uh, 
a system that can run it. Oh, I mean, you can well, play it here before you leave. Yeah. Oh, cool. But uh, there is no campaign or anything. It's pretty much all like just it's shoot just stuff. It's just it's fine. It, it looks it looks really good graphically and everything. I, so, like, you guys have you seen any of the like graphic updates for it where they're like, this isn't quite amazing enough. And, <laughs> like everything's like super photorealistic and like, oh, yeah, no, the, movie the gra- quality graphics. The graphics for it are actually really good. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. Like I said, before you leave, feel free you know, throw my Xbox on, play it. Okay. Um, but what, where was I headed with uh, something about Forrest Whitaker? Oh, I I love Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker, and he's gonna be in Rogue One. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's I like, like Forrest Whitaker. Whenever because somebody somebody was mentioning a lineup to, uh, lineup to uh, I was either reading an article or listening to something. They're like, yeah, Forrest Whitaker, blah blah blah. And, uh, I don't remember the main chick's name, but I was like, oh, Forrest Whitaker's in this. I was like, oh, I'm um, gonna see it because it's Star Wars, but now I'm definitely gonna see it because Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I like the movie um, a lot too, but there were two. I didn't have. I wouldn't call these gripes of mine, but it was like the two things I wanted to see the most didn't happen, but for like two seconds, and that was the Knights of Ren thing, which was a flashback, like the whole battle and all that stuff. I don't even remember that. Exactly. See, it was. It was uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever she touches the lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber. Oh, okay. Is that what that was? Yeah. I was. I was kind of thrown off. I also think I went to the bathroom because I was about to explode and I went oh, like around there. So that might have been part that I, I missed. Oh, okay. okay, well there's um, that. And then of course, which I kind of called it at the end, like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Two seconds. Don't say anything. Here, you'll see him again in a year and a half. My uh, <laughs> my only complaint with uh, episode seven, I kind of called the Luke Skywalker yeah. thing simply because uh, there have been interviews with Mark Hamill. He's like, oh yeah, I'm totally in the movie, but he was never in the, any of the right. trailers or anything. I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a thing at the end. And that picture of him from the set was probably not supposed to be taken. Yeah. I just thought, man, I just you thought they were just hiding him from the trailers. Like, because everyone wanted to see Luke. I just thought they were hiding him. I didn't, I never, I guess I was like, I was like, it's Luke fucking Skywalker. He's like the center point of the fucking four, five, and six. How are they not going to show him at all? And then the, show him at the end the for only 30 thing seconds. I, that I, I got hung up on, and maybe maybe I missed something in the plot you guys can explain to mm. me, is R2-D2. Oh, I can explain that. And they're like, oh yeah, he's just turned off for now, and he doesn't even have the completed map to Skywalker whatsoever. It's just like, oh yeah, he's just he's just kind of depressed and turned himself off, blah blah blah. And then like the end of the movie, he's just like, hey, you guys want to go get Luke? And it's like, here's the map. <laughs> well, I, thought, okay. I thought that was very odd as well. My explanation for that, which I mean, it seems plausible to me, is... um. He was waiting for Luke, per se, and this kind of points more towards, like, Ray being Luke's daughter. You notice he turns on only when Ray comes in, and that's the first time they ever meet R2 and Ray. Alright. Alright, so your theory is that Ray is Luke's daughter. Right, and since she's Luke's daughter, that's why he turns on. Alright, so now R2-D2 has some sort of genetic... Why not? Scanner. Okay, yeah, you're right. Why not? It's sci-fi, of course. (laughs) (laughs) It was in a galaxy far, far away, though. And it was a long time ago. Well, that's what I meant. I said the second. Yeah. Time. <laughs> that's what I was you don't say. I just said galaxy far, far away. I meant a long time ago. Maybe their technology wasn't up to par then, mm-hmm. even though they could fly in and around space and galaxies. Well, also R two D two had uh, you know like rockets in his legs in the prequels, but in the prequels, but he lost those. Yes. Question mark. Malfunction. <laughs> So, Simple malfunction throughout several years of film. <laughs> or, or I could just use the explanation for everything. The Force. R2 the Force. Jobs. He has the Force, apparently. He has the Force. Yeah, speaking of that, that's my, my favorite my favorite line from Episode 7 <laughs> was whenever they're on... Uh, what What is the name of the Star planet? Killer. Star Killer Base, I guess. Do we ever get the name of the planet itself, it, what it was? I don't think it was... 
Did they? No. It is a planet. Yeah. It is a planet that they built the weapon into. Either way, Starkiller Base. They're on Starkiller Base. They're going. They're trying to find it. And he's like, you know, Han Solo's asking him, like, so how do you know how all this is run? Or, you know, what did you do whenever you were here? And he's like, I worked in sanitation. He's like, sanitation? You know, how the fuck do you know how things are run? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, or how do you know how to destroy it? And, and, and the fucking line, he's like, it's okay. We'll use the force. And then Han's like, that's not how it fucking works. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, that's so and fucking And the fact perfect. that Han is the one that says that's that. Makes, that's yeah, it makes it like, that much better. It's like the guy who didn't understand the force at all is the one explaining to the kid how it's used. Yeah, well, that, that always blew my mind, especially after the prequels come out. Because, you know, in the in episode 4, Han's, what, you know, 20, 25, that mm-hmm. area. And, like, only... 19 years before, the world, uh, the whole universe was populated with Jedi. So, like, yeah. Han was a kid when the Jedi were exterminated, and then he grows up, he's like, oh, this hokey-pokey religion, ancient religion. Exactly. Like, this happened in your lifetime. People you know knew Jedi. That is, that actually is my, one of the few beefs that I have with the prequels is that I think Lucas oversold the Jedi. Yeah. I think, and I think, you know... Did you ever play any of the Knights of the Old Republic games? I have played. Like uh, I, the first one. I get them being, you know, thousands upon thousands of Jedi back in that era. Right. But like in the lead up to four, five, and six, you know, you've got a character who's like you said, around that twenty five years of age where he's just like you know, he's referring it you know, referring to it as like some old hokey religion that, you know, only like fucking weirdos follow or something. Well even shit. the Empire does it because they're like you know, don't try to threaten us with your hokey pokey religion, mm-hmm. Vader. You won't work on me. And then Vader's like, choke, choke, choke. Yeah, it's like, and it's, and they just, they, I think they just made it too big in the prequels. I think they could have had, you know, a lot of Jedi. They could have had the Council, but I think they should have showed it. I think more on a, 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 I guess a downward slope. I guess you could call it. Well, that, I think that goes back to you saying, or Jake, said, one of you said that. Uh, they were made for kids. Mm. And, you know, of course, if you're going to have Star Wars, you need to, like, just pump it full of mm. Jedi. Jedi and lightsabers. But, uh, I mean, think about it this way. You said uh, they, they were made for kids, and I actually disagree with that because episodes one, two, and three are just straight politics. Yeah. From start to finish, they're nothing but politics. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's, a, it's not a great story. It's actually... Uh, the Clone Wars era is my favorite era of Star Wars. That's actually my favorite era of Star Wars. Uh, because there's, you know, there's politics, there's Jedi, there's, you know, robots are kind of negligible, but yeah. it, it's got a lot of cool stuff going on. But if you take that out and you, you cut down on the Jedi and say, oh yeah, you know, they're, they're sparse, they're kind of going extinct. Mm-hmm. Well, compared to the old Republic. You're basically just watching a a political debate at that point. Yeah. Well, maybe saying made for kids was the wrong phrase, but it just seems more younger people like the prequels. Well, it's, I think it's for a younger generation yeah. as opposed to the older classic. You know, like my dad, he saw, you know, whenever I think he was a, uh, you know, when 77, yeah, my dad was a teenager whenever he saw Star Wars in theaters. It's like, you know, it's guys like my dad's age that are going to go, going to go mm-hmm. see these movies well, and it's not exact, it's not anything like the Star Wars that he had as a teenager, well, or as we'll a young flip adult. that around. I mean, do you think you know when four, five, and six came out, kids went to see those? Well, yeah. And episode seven now, kids are gonna go see that. Mm. And oh, yeah. It's just, and I think seven is on a different level maturity wise than mm. one, two, and three. Yeah. Like it's it's on the probably par with four, five, and six. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a, a mental maturity way, whereas one, two, and three felt very much kind of childlike, and. Uh, like everything's pristine and clean in in one, two, and three because 
the movies were all shot on, on green screen or blue screen actually yeah. so like you know people are in a desert but they're not actually in a desert they're all just you know although I will say I watched and, I watched the Blu-rays leading up to episode 7 those graphics for episode 1 don't hold up from 99 oh yeah <laughs> no, no. absolutely it's, it's so funny like especially whenever you throw it on like a like a Blu-ray where the mm. you know the it's in all everything's enhanced like you it's so easy to spot like, like where somebody's walking and you can tell like everything's just 2 and 3 look a lot better but 1 like when they're out on Naboo during you know all the Gungans mm. battling in the field and everything it does not hold up my sister uh, <laughs> my sister got really into Star Wars with episode 7 and then she bought the first six and like went through them and she's like oh it's not so bad and I, I kind of explained my gripes with one of my biggest gripes is the reliance on CG in, in 1, yeah. 2, and 3 versus a lot of practical effects oh. with 4, 5, and 6 mm-hmm. and I think that comes a lot uh, largely from my animation background and, and how much effects are really important to me uh, and you know I kind of explain little things to look out for it's like you know look at them in, in, in a desert now versus like in episode 4 when they're on a desert like that is a sweaty ass dude in the desert in episode yeah. 4 yeah. you know they, they don't want to be there filming that movie <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know episode 1 everybody's walking around like duh, 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 duh. my cloak's not even blowing in the wind <laughs> and it really just kind of it takes you out of the fantasy element and mm. then you have all these CG aliens yeah. walking around and they don't look like they belong there, you know. Yeah. And retroactively, uh, because the four, five, and six re-release came out when I was a kid, that was my Star Wars mm-hmm. growing up, and I actually loved all the new aliens right. and all the fun stuff when yeah. I was a kid. Which looking also doesn't it, hold up in the CG on the Blu-ray. Looking at it now, I'm like, God, this looks horrible. Yeah, it's just this looks so just different. Stuck on there, you know. Everybody was right when I was a kid. The originals are better. Mm-hmm. Except if you've seen the Blu-rays, though, you know they touched up Jabba again. They redid his model. During yeah. that scene. During the Han Episode scene. four, yeah. Uh, but the rest of them, like the Asp droid and Tatooine, it looks old. <laughs> you know, like It looks like 1997 CG. That scene has <laughs> always bothered me, even as a kid, because... And it's that scene where he walks behind oh, Jabba. Yeah. Oh, where he just, like, jumps like, off phases in. He, like, phases up <laughs> on his tail. Never like, mind that Jabba's, like, a tenth the size that he is mm, in Jedi. It's like, yeah. that guy put on some pounds. <laughs> I guess sitting around eating all day will do I, that. I think the... I mean, I don't mind that scene, but the the cheesiest part of that scene is they threw Boba Fett in there and he looks right at the camera like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed. <laughs> that was the first appearance of Boba Fett. Which Boba Fett, if, since they've wiped the slate clean, if you go by him, it's like... And they say it on the Rooster Teeth podcast all the time. It's like, you know, why do people think he's so great? He got beat by a blind man. That's all we see of him in the movies. And that's all his story is now. But he looks cool. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think a lot of it is that... Uh, you know, without without delving into expanded universe stuff, like, you don't know anything about what he looks mm-hmm. like, so you can kind of impose yourself on there, you kind of fit yourself in that armor, and you, you're like, wow, he has all these cool gadgets mm. and a jetpack, which was, I don't know if you were alive in the 90s, but jetpacks meant, made you ace. No. Jetpacks are still cool. <laughs> jetpacks <laughs> trumped everything. Do you remember, uh, there was this one, Recess, the... Yeah, 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 there was yeah, the one yeah. episode where they were like oh we found all this money they found the C note they're like what are we going to do with it and all of their fantasies at the end ended up with them riding in a jetpack in some way <laughs> <laughs> and then when they return the money to like this guy who's like really wealthy he ends up riding off in a jetpack at the end <laughs> so I think that's the appeal of, of Boba Fett it's not that the character himself is so cool it's just that he looks cool he looks cool yeah. and you could you could put yourself in him you know mm-hmm. Han Solo had a face if you didn't look like Harrison Ford you couldn't fantasize about being Han Solo exactly everyone could fantasize about being Boba Fett and, and until he spoke you were like not even sure he was male you know <laughs> yeah 
Let me uh, let me ask you this because you know Jake and I've talked about it a lot with the with the incredible amount of I guess marketing and I guess airtime and toy Captain Phasma Captain Letdown yeah, Cap- <laughs> Captain Phasma all right she the character I like the character right I like the actress who played the character because I'm a Game of Thrones fan I don't um, know the actress uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Don't know the actors. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with games of Game of Thrones. Well, here, was, here was always the point of Captain Phasma, though. It doesn't matter. You're not supposed to necessarily know she's a female or whatever. Like, yeah. It doesn't well, matter. And that's what and that's what they interviewed her, and that's what she said. It's it's not so... You know, the fact that she's female doesn't mean anything. It's she's a, a, a stormtrooper in power, and a powerful stormtrooper at that. Right. Um, but no, what I was getting at was, you know, with how limited the amount of you know screen time the character actually got, and all the hype that mm. surrounds the character... Well, I think it's, a lot of the hype was based on people being upset that either she was female or that she didn't have sexy stormtrooper armor yeah. that was, you know, basically armor boobs. But even yeah. that, and they, they marketed her a lot, though. Like, oh, did they? All the yeah, posters and oh, everything. She's, she's like really big. The character there, Kevin Fassman you know, T-shirts all over the place. <laughs> I, I was a little bummed out that she didn't have more screen time yeah. or like a bigger well, that, that's role what, in the that's movie. What that's where I'm going with here is the fact that, like, because we saw, like, before the movie, it's like, Oh, we've got you know, and all uh, a chromy, shiny stormtrooper. It's like oh, Captain right. Phasma. Who is Captain Phasma? It's like, what is their story? What do they do? You know, you know, how powerful is she? How powerful is the character? And it's like, you know, we see her at the very beginning, you know, leading the troopers, and then you see her address um, Finn, and then you see her at the end, at the end, whenever she gets captured, it's like. And takes down the shield with no questions yeah, or fight. It's like, it's like, well, it's like Captain Phasma was supposed to be this, you know, super awesome badass character, think, and then there's it seems it seems like there was a disconnect between the marketing <laughs> hype and what we actually got. I think Captain Phasma is going to be a central character in eight. Probably. I think a lot of uh, because uh, Finn seems to be kind of directly under her command. Yeah. Like maybe. It's falling on her shoulders that he went rogue, and she's going to have to kind of rectify this to mm-hmm. to save her own ass. With uh, uh, what are they called? They're not the Empire. They're the First Order. The yeah, First it? Order. The you know she's got to rectify her position with the First Order because one of her stormtroopers went rogue and now is responsible for Star Killer's mm-hmm. destruction. So uh, I think I think Episode Eight is going to center a lot on Phasma, and then the hype is going to be warranted then because okay. she's going to be a more central. Uh, limelight character. Okay. At so. least I hope so. I'm gonna be bummed out if they're just like, no, we we really just stuck in a trash compactor and smashed <laughs> off screen. Oh man, because well, I was about to say going with that, I've um, I've read that she Gwendolyn Christie is actually confirmed for the next movie, which means we'll get a Captain Phasma in episode Force eight. Ghost. For, Force, Force Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> She's, she was actually a Jedi. She's gonna hang out with the. The superimposed ghost of Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Hayden Christensen is supposed to be in the next one as well. Like either as a Force ghost, or I guess they're doing flashbacks in Star Wars now. So I'm fine with it. I mean, it's I, I'm only fine. I'm fine flashbacks with where the characters get progressively older and older. <laughs> I'm a teenager. You're pushing forty. Dude. <laughs> I'm fine with the flashbacks. I'm just not fine with them only showing the Knights of Ren for two seconds when that's one of the things I wanted to see the most. Well, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of that in eight because Kylo Ren's probably gonna be doing you know stuff. Honestly, I you know I could see you know Snoke putting a, a, a you know a bodyguard detail of fucking mm. you know. I want to know more about Snoke at all. That's I think like my, let's talk about Wookie, Snoke. Let's Even talk about Wikipedia Snoke. doesn't know anything about Snoke. Yeah, nobody knows anything about Snoke. Like my guess was, I was like, what the first second that I saw Snoke, I was like, this is fucking Plagueis. Like this is Darth Plagueis. I was like, it's gotta be. 
But apparently that's been, you know, everybody's like... He's I've, I've got a nice Earth article religious. here that I've pulled up on Snoke, which, uh... And there's 14 of them, <laughs> On Snoke's.com? Yeah. <laughs> Good one. But, uh, it was called The 13 Most Nonsensical Theories About, you know, Who is Snoke, pretty much. One of them, Darth Pelagius. Oh, yeah. You know, and they've got their reasons why and stuff, and, uh, like, why it's possible, which I'm not gonna just read through all of them or anything, but, um, you know... Why it's silly. Palpatine spent literally decades planning the return of the Sith. You think he would have screwed up one crucial step in that by not murdering, you know, Pelagius? Yeah, I mean, it looks like, if you look at it, like, he looks like he's been burned. Like, maybe he fucking got into a fight with Pelagius with the Force Lightning thing. Because you remember what happened whenever Windu threw the Force Lightning back at uh, the Emperor. He got, you know, the burnt skin and whatnot. Right. And then he's got the big gash on his head. And I was like, look, that's where fucking Darth Sidious whacked him in the head with his lightsaber. And I literally used... Whacked in the head because I, I just is think that, it's funny. So what happens with a, a lightsaber? Is that the canonical lightsaber? Just <laughs> whacked. <laughs> Get whacked. Um, um, second theory: Snoke is Boba Fett. I sign sign me up. I'm all about that. Oh, I don't. He's like got it. flamethrowers, jetpacks, <laughs> Sith powers. <laughs> now, one reason they say why it's silly, and my problem with it, which I actually had a problem with this the other day, there was a T-shirt that came out talking about like all the dark side and stuff, and Boba Fett was on. I'm like, he's not a fucking Force user, or part of the dark side even. Like, you he's don't know that. For hire. Yeah, and, <laughs> and from your point of view, he's a bad guy. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons they have here. It's like he didn't really show any Force powers, and I would assume that you know since Snoke is. Uh, training Kylo Ren, he, he should have some dark side powers on him. <laughs> I would think. <laughs> Maybe Boba Fett learned the power of the dark side after he blew himself out of the starlight. Uh, but that's what they were saying. It's like, well, I mean, the, he had thirty years. Why it's plausible? It. It's like, well, he could have the scarring from you know being a little bit digested from the starlight pit, but you know, <laughs> I could see it, I guess. But I, I, I think they'll put Boba Fett in Episode Eight too. Even really, if you think so? Even if it's not in like an action scene, I think they'll they'll put a cameo in there. He can get beat uh, by another blind man. <laughs> Which has happened in the comics as well, which are canonical. Like, Luke Skywalker beat him before Luke Skywalker was is in between episodes four and five. Oh, have you read the comics? The Star Wars comics? I'm, not, I'm, I'm familiar with They're the storylines just because uh, I read a lot of the Expanded Universe stuff, oh, but I, I haven't I read it. them directly. They're good, but um, I mean, there's a few things that kind of stick with me. Like, I always say how, like, because Luke and Vader actually have a little lightsaber duel. Mm-hmm. In between episodes four and five, I'm like, nah, that shouldn't I have happen. a problem with that as well. Like, because like, yeah, whatever. one of the big things about episode 7 was you know Luke Luke fighting Vader Luke finding out mm. Vader's his father basically Luke's worst nightmare coming to life yeah. in, a, in a sense but and that's that's it, also uh, he reads his feelings and finds out that Luke has a sister yeah mm. so if they'd fought between finding out that he's his father and well when they find the woman, comics like Vader doesn't know that Luke is his son yet actually Boba Fett's the one that finds out for him which actually doesn't make even more sense given the fact that in Empire Strikes Back he's literally able to you know because some Jedi no, no, he's just he's just taking a shot in the dark trying to psych him out yeah exactly it's like well, he, he actually reads if you notice thoughts, in Empire Strikes Back one of the first lines Vader says he mentions he says Skywalker we're gonna get Skywalker he knows him already ah uh, okay and how many people in the universe have the last name Skywalker? I mean, so far we've only known of a few. Like, going back, like, it was a really bad idea for them not to change Luke's last name. We're like, we're going into hiding on Vader's home planet. Vader's <laughs> He'll never come here. <laughs> and we're going to give it to... What was it like Shmi's brother or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like, here. He'll never find him here. Never. Alright. Uh, what, what's the next Third one? theory. Snoke is Palpatine. 
No. Uh, didn't didn't Palpatine have clones made or something? Well, that's in the expanded, expanded universe. universe but you know, they say why it's like didn't didn't he uh, fall down a giant shaft in the Death Star two, and then the Death Star two promptly exploded yeah, afterwards, I, kind of like what happened to Han Solo. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the theory I've heard the most, and honestly, if that's <laughs> that's what happens, I'll be really disappointed. I, yeah. I will be. I think it's lazy writing. Oh Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> Number four, which has been going around, kind of. He's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Which, there's that whole big story about like why he's force sensitive and he's actually the supreme. You know, I've dark seen side. the story and shared around, but I haven't read it. I refuse. Like to read Jar Jar it. is like the ultimate being well, in the Star like, Wars universe. Well, why it's silly? It's like, do we really need to say it? <laughs> uh, the next stop. one we got. Snoke is a time traveling Kylo Ren. I actually Maybe. kind of like that. I don't know when you throw time travel into a story, you got to be really careful. Listen, J.J. Abrams <laughs> threw time traveling into Star Trek, and it totally worked. He could throw, I guess, time traveling into. Is that going to be J.J. Abrams' uh, signature now? <laughs> like how, uh, well, Lens Flare is already his signature. <laughs> time traveling uh, sci-fi has movies. The, the twist. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say Shyamalan has terrible movies. <laughs> well, he's got some yeah. good ones. I like Shyamalan <laughs> movies. It's like Shyamalan's working on a TV series for something, and I was already. I bet you there's a twist. It. <laughs> well, it was like. I'll look that up real quick because it was like another property, like like when he made Airbender. You know, it's like yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll look it up real quick because yeah. I know it, it is a property. It has the Crypt Keeper in it. Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Oh, the, the twist is the, the Crypt Keeper's not in it. Yeah. What? That made me really sad. Yeah, well, the Crypt Keeper is not in yeah, Tales from the Crypt. No, yeah, not in the new one yet. So, hi, uh, hi, listeners. This is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> How, do, how are they going to do Tales from the Crypt without a Crypt Keeper? It's M. Night Shyamalan. How does he do it? How do they let him do anything? <laughs> I, I got really excited because I was like, I grew up with the Crypt mm-hmm. Keeper. And I was like, yes, this is going to be great. And they're like, no, but he's not going to be. And I was like, I don't want to watch it then. He's going to be dead at the end. That's going to be the twist. The last episode. The, the Crypt Keeper is going to be dead? Yes. No. And he's going to see ghosts. Everyone he sees is ghosts. <laughs> he's a horse ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he co-hosts it with... Uh, the ghost of Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> Badly be, imposed over it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Alright, do you watch Rebels at all? I've not had a chance. Well, you should. But uh, there's a character in there, the Sith Inquisitor. They say okay. that's one of the theories that he could be. That would actually be really neat in order to tie that together into the real movies. I, I, I need like... to see Rebels. I, uh, I was a big fan of the Clone Wars cartoon, both of mm-hmm. them. And... Uh, I heard about Rebels, but I haven't had a chance. Like I said, I don't have television. So. Right. It's really good. Um, well, there's other ways to watch it. <laughs> Jake Pirates. I, I, I like how... Uh, actually, I own the first season on Blu-ray. Thank you very much. And, and I will you own still haven't season. seen it. Yes, I have. Did you see I'm it? I'm caught up on season two of Rebels. Oh, fancy Bitch. pants over here. <laughs> but, um... No, uh, Rebels... Um, I lost my train of thought now. You're Thanks welcome. to you. <laughs> this happens a lot. Other than... <laughs> well, it's good. It's canonical. Like uh, the 3D Clone Wars... Tartowski's Clone Wars is not canonical anymore. They wiped that. No! <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that either. I have the second that season of the That was the best part of the prequels. <laughs> the Clone Wars shit. I love Clone Wars shit. I love reading. I, uh. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, I, I like using the term how I can't use it now. There are super legal methods of watching Rebels if you need <laughs> 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 Super uh. legal. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and uh, the second half of season two is starting up in like a week or two, I think. Which uh, they've shown like Princess Leia's in it. And, um. I did see, Harris I did read about that, that they're bringing Princess Leia into yeah. it. Which makes sense. It's around the time. It's like uh, three to five years before A New Hope is when it takes place. Oh, okay. So. 
She I wasn't been... sure where the placement was. I, I think I assumed it was always <laughs> after Jedi. Like, they were trying to amp up for episode 7, so... So it's a... It's post-Clone Wars, pre-New Hope? Yeah, it's like, like I said, it's like five years before a new hope i think it's i think it's actually closer than it might be three to like, five years. I, like, right. I thought it was like two or three but one of the main characters um canon he's he's actually a jedi he was a padawan during the clone wars okay and there's comics about his backstory too which are canonical yeah. as well the okay. last padawan is what yeah. they refer to him as all right do they ever solve the mystery of ahsoka tano she's in rebels actually oh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah she's well, an adult in rebels i was gonna say if you watch from the beginning spoiler she is their like leader right? oh, okay they call her fulcrum at the beginning then she comes in she's like hey, hey, hey. it's it kind of always the the tongue-in-cheek part about watching the clone wars cartoon is like oh yeah she's anakin's padawan doesn't anakin have all the jedi killed exactly like, <laughs> actually he kills everybody it's, it's in the, um, i haven't watched the trailer yet because it just came out today for the second half of season two but that's part of it like because she just found out that anakin is darth vader last oh, yeah. season and so now she's coping with that oh okay much. Oh, very good. Very cool. That's interesting. Yeah, because that was... It, it, like, whenever... Because I'm on, like, season three of Clone Wars. Because I started watching... I tried to watch it before episode seven, but for some reason I have a problem watching... Cartoons? Cartoons. Um, I get... Like, I, I just have a disconnect. I don't know why. Um, but even watching, like, my son's cartoons, like the kid ones, like, I can watch them for a while, but I can't, like, oh... I have to do... I don't know. I don't know. It's something weird. That's unfortunate. It is. It, it um, is. But, um... <laughs> where was I going with this? This, ha- this happens a lot as well. Oh, whenever I first found out about Ahsoka, um, you know, in the movie, because she's introduced in the movie that happens basically as like the first kind of episode of Clone Wars, and I was just like, Anakin, like, this is so bizarre. Like, he hunts down, like, after he slaughters everyone in the Jedi Temple, and, the then, and then the children. But here's the thing, though. Which also, like, he, ha- like, technically, after season four, she wasn't a Jedi. She was kicked out of the Order. It just. Ca- I was about to say, just because she's kicked out of the Jedi Order... She wouldn't be hanging around Jedi. the Jedi during Order 66. Well, <laughs> well no, I, yeah, she might, I think might. the problem is that she's still she's, a Force-sensitive user that yeah, Anakin just, personally knows about out there in yeah, the just, well, like, we, don't just, know, we don't know what happens to her either. Like, you know, well, and what I was saying is, like, you know, just because <laughs> she's kicked out of the Jedi Order doesn't necessarily mean she's not still a Jedi. Well, but I mean, she would have escaped Order 66, oh, though, is what I'm saying. Right, but at, well, a lot we know several Jedi escaped Order sixty six, and Darth Vader. Part of the years in between, you know, three well, and there's four, still three to five hunting. years between Rebels and A New Hope that he might slaughter. Because you know, if that's what you like, want. there are plenty of stories out there where he's <laughs> hunting down Jedi that were alive. Because not all the Jedi were at the Jedi Temple, mm-hmm. and some of them killed all their clone troopers when they turned against them. Yeah, so I mean, it's. I'm curious. I'm curious to know if there's a story about like him hunt, trying to hunt down like Yoda or something like that. I mean, I'm sure... No, I think, I think Yoda's a strong enough force user that he can just kind of invisible himself. I, I also think he went to a remote enough planet He's like, well. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking Dagobah. No one wants to go to Dagobah. Uh, <laughs> Dagobah smells like a wet fart. <laughs> <laughs> With this respirator, are you kidding me? <laughs> that motherfucker can stay there and rot. Uh, but, uh, back to the theories real quick. Um, the seventh one then there. Snoke is a secret fourth apprentice of Palpatine. That would be interesting. But that would go against his whole... He created the rule of two. That wouldn't make any sense with Darth Vader, his apprentice. Darth Vader, his third apprentice? Yeah. Well, I mean, the other two died, so... At the hands of the successor apprentice. Exactly. Which is actually... That's how the rule of two works. Yeah. So that one doesn't make sense. I don't like that one. Yeah, and that's why they're like, even then Palpatine wasn't very secretive about his apprentices anyway. He always put them right in front of him. He was the one that was in the shadows himself. Very true. With the chimp eyes. I like that one less than I like the Jar Jar Binks one. 
Or then there's the ones no gives Darth Vader because the scars are similar, even though they're in the wrong spots. If you know, there's a picture here comparing them. <laughs> Boy, that would mess. That would rustle uh, Kylo Ren's jeans. <laughs> that would actually be that would be interesting for the story as far as Kylo Ren is. Can concerned. you imagine him turning into like just a complete fangirl over over that, just being like, <gasps> and just like gushing for the next hour and a half movie. And, and squealing and getting him to sign autographs and stuff. He's like, no, we, we've got important Sith stuff to do. I need, you, I need you to sign my helmet. I've got your helmet. It's it's kind of melty. Here, it's put kinda, it on. Let's do pictures. It's kind of melty. He sends it. He sends it to Leia. She gets his like, and she pulls it out. It's it's Kylo Ren with like a melty Darth Vader. Hey, hey, mom, look who I met today. It's his, it's his happy holidays <laughs> from your family. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> Oh, speaking of family, the next theory is Snoke is actually Palpatine's son. Uh, yeah. I don't like that one. Alright, how about... <laughs> here you go, John. Oh, no. Snoke is Mace Windu. Oh, Never geez. saw the body. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think he has the vernacular prowess <laughs> to be. <laughs> Alright. Snoke is the operator who was a mysterious character that was in the Aftermath book. Yeah. The, oh, I Okay. <laughs> But they're like, it's actually possible, but, you know, because the Operator's apparently the architect of the First Order, blah, blah, okay. blah, stuff like that. But um, they're saying maybe he's just a henchman instead of the head honcho, but who knows. That's probably the most plausible out of them. Uh, one of them, he's Luke Skywalker's wife. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. That's, no. They're like, we don't know that Luke doesn't have a wife or love interest, but if he does, for her to go as far as to try and destroy a galaxy feels a little overly dramatic. <laughs> That's Imagine like you know, you know Kylo Ren uh, ruins Luke's Jedi Temple and he's like, "Don't go to the dark side." He's like, "Your wife was right." <laughs> <laughs> then we got Snoke is Donald Trump. Yes, Probably. I like that one. I I would agree. <laughs> Isn't this obvious? It's a joke. Plus, Trump's far too busy contemplating villainy in this galaxy. <laughs> Then we got uh, my favorite one, which I told John after the movie. Snoke is Snoke. Is it so far-fetched that he's just another new character? Well, (laughs) see, that's the thing. I don't necessarily think he's such a new character just because of the, I think the way everything is kind of, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's a new character. It's. I think, because it seems like everybody, really, honestly, everybody pretty much is is connected to the older films. Almost all the new characters are. I think, at, at the very least, his origins need to be explained if he is a new character because, you know, yeah. we, we just had a, a Jedi extinction where you know, they, they did a pretty good job extincting Jedi and here's exactly. this guy who's apparently a, a master level Sith no, teaching they, uh, They've got two movies to explain that. Either that or like, um, with Palpatine in the original three movies, he was only really in the third one. Yeah. You know, for any big... Yeah, but we always heard about him though. We heard about him in Empire. Did, yeah. Well, he was in Empire briefly. With oh, that's, did we hear about him in... Uh, <laughs> uh, did we hear about him in um, in A New Hope? I don't remember. I don't was the Empire so. ever mentioned? I think A New Hope was pretty much contained in the, the Death Star with... Right. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin was supposed to be the big baddie. Uh, that, that's another right. thing about, like, A New Hope, it was like a self-contained movie. You know, this one, it's like, they knew they were making, you know, two more. So it's like, yeah, we can just throw Luke in at the end. You, we know you'll buy tickets to the next one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Star Wars breaking all the records. <laughs> that one movie might pay for the entire fucking <laughs> purchase of Star Wars by Disney. I want 
my question is, when are the bad guys going to stop building death rays? That's well, see, that was another problem that I had going Why back to my list of problems. For... Like we this the seventh movie just gave us the third Death Star, just on a bigger that scale. You know of. Like that's like why why is this a thing again? We've already like why is the first order building a planet? I mean, I get why you would want to build third times a charm maybe? A, a a planet destroying machine just because the first one did work. They destroyed Alderaan. The second one didn't destroy a planet, but it destroyed some ships. And this one destroyed a system of planets. Right. So I mean, but like what like I think making it into a planet where it like absorbs the sun was really cool. There's actually a little precedent to that, because that kind of happened in the Expanded Universe with the Sun Crushers. I thought! See, I thought that there were more death rays that they made. Mm. But see, it's just, it's just like, these things have a tendency to blow up. Like, And I think at one point they were working on a third Death Star during, like, Jedi Search. Whatever. Oh, Not that that matters anymore. This yeah, is, the Expanded uh, Universe is thrown yeah. out the window completely. And unfortunate that, here's a little bit of Expanded Universe information you guys may or may not know, that actually could have made Jedi a way more exciting movie than just uh, the part about the, oh, they built another Death Star. Oh, well, let's destroy it the exact same way. Uh, <laughs> in Expanded Universe, IG-88 is aboard the second Death Star, and he actually uploads his consciousness yep. into the second yeah, Death Star. Yeah, so we have this like rampaging murder bot that mm. is the Death Star. <laughs> and I think that could have been a way more fun movie than this Death Star, this sentient Death Star tooling mm. around just destroying all humans. That actually yeah. would have made it a very interesting. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden it's like the, the Empire's just kind of like collectively shits their pants like whoa. It's, yeah. like, it's like a twist. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end. It's like, you know, everything's unfolding like, you know, the Emperor's starting to, you know, he's shocking look or whatever and then all of a sudden like, IG-88 feels as though he's got ships on his inside, and so he just fucking decides to hit the boosters on and starts fucking, like, floating away or some odd shit like that. Or yeah, right. that, that was in the uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters book. It was a- yeah, because there was, like, four IG-88s, I think, including that one. Right, but, yeah, there was yeah. four total, and he, like, immediately, upon booting up, just killed his master, mm. and maybe the other uh, 88 bots, and just went like, well, I guess I'm killing for money now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other things that I didn't like about it. Uh, but but basically, shit, we got so fucking far away from the small Nerd list rest. of things that I didn't like about episode <laughs> 7. Um, yeah, basically we talked about them all. But now I like it, and we basically talked about that already. Excellent. Now I've been indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, what I'm actually, I'm almost more excited about watching the spinoff movies than I am about continuing the saga of Star Wars, like 8 and 9. I'm extremely curious to see Rogue One. I would, I cannot wait to see Han Solo. Uh-huh. Um, I can't wait to see what any other type of projects they can do. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like there's so much time like within these... Oh, yeah, they can go in between, they can go before, yeah, or they can go after. They and that's, and that's what I love. And like with this Rogue One movie, it's going to happen... You know, basically, almost during a new hope, because these people are stealing the Death Star plans, while you know Luke is finding Obi Wan, while he we'll discovers Han see Solo. Bothans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's so it's so interesting the fact that we finally are going to get like m- more story as it pertains to the war against the Empire, and mm. I think that's I love it. I love I love you know you know you talk about expanded universe stuff. I love all the smaller little stories that surround because you got to think about it. Four, five, and six are surrounded in this huge war, and really, we just get the Skywalker 
the Skywalker story of it, which right. kind of is the main line. But you know, whenever we got, oh, well, how did they steal the? You know, they talk about stealing the Death Star plans. So how did they steal the Death Star plans? Or you know, my Mothma talks about many Bothans dying. Like, what the hell's a Bothan? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, show me what a Bothan is. Play Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I really like about the Clone Wars cartoon is that it's full of little like one-shot episodes. Exactly. Just like, like there's a whole couple of episodes about Sice Noodles, the uh, the singer for Jabba's mm-hmm. band, mm-hmm. the the yellow alien with the floppy lips. Yeah, there's a whole series of episodes about her, and she's like dating Jabba's cousin or something. And then like <laughs> at the end, she uh, she betrays him and just like shoots him point blank Jesus. and walks off like she's this secret agent character, and then she takes up a a job singing it's like well there's it's a character most people don't even know the name of yeah and you know we got a little backstory on her and made her like fleshed out more rounded it's really cool and it's canon (laughs) and there's also that uh that bit that i really love about i I think it's the same uh hut the jabba's cousin or whatever steals jabba's baby oh yeah and like the the jedi have to go like solve this Hut problem. problem it's yeah. really cool to see like the Jedi Order is like working for Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Jabba's gay cousin. Yeah. I love that little hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but that's that, that's why I love because you know, like I said, Star Wars is so huge and we have all these little stories and you know, Clone Wars like I, I like I love like and I'm even big on like um, like real world like uh, war history stuff like that. Like yeah. all that stuff it just it's so interesting to me, like how how things are done, mindsets of individuals within it and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, with this I get to see, like, you know, Clone Wars. I get to see how the Clone Wars is played out. And really, it almost it almost plays into the devastation that occurred to the Jedi, the Jedi Orders. Like, you know, Anakin, you know, imagine if, you know, Jedi didn't die during the Clone Wars. Like, how many more Anakin would have to fight and kill or, you know, something along those lines. Or how the Jedi, you know, went from being peacekeepers to war generals. Oh, uh, if like, we want to get real nerdy for a second, uh, I got into the Star Wars pen and paper RPG, mm-hmm. and uh, I was writing a campaign for my friends, and what I got bummed out about was, you mentioned it earlier, how Star Wars as we know it is kind of centered on the, the Skywalker bloodline, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this is such bullshit, because you, you, you kind of have to like write around, it's like, oh, well, you know, basically your characters can never meet Darth Vader, because if they meet Darth Vader, they're going to try to kill Darth Vader, and they can't kill Darth Vader. <laughs> exactly. So. so I was like, you know what, I'm going to imagine the Star Wars timeline as we know it, without the Skywalker bloodline, like, Skywalkers never existed, mm-hmm. and it changes so many interesting things, like, uh... You know, maybe Palpatine would never have instituted the Rule of Two. Maybe more Jedi would have survived the the kill order for the clones mm-hmm. and this and that and the other. And maybe the the I forget what they're called, but like the Hut Collective would uh, control more of the galaxy and have more power and exactly. stuff like this. It, it, it was a really interesting thought experiment. I, I, gave, I came up with some uh, really cool scenarios to play through. And then my group decided they didn't want to play Star Wars. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so there was a lot of uh, creative writing that went to waste Let's there. see, with, with that, though, like, you know, with Rogue One, you know, it's rumored that Darth Vader's going to show up in it. But, like, the Han Solo, we're going to get Han Solo before he ever fucking met Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're going to get we're gonna Smuggler get Han. complete douchebag Han yeah, Solo. Yeah, we're getting Han, who f- fucks over his clients by dumping his... Uh, dumping his uh, whatever at this first spice sign of events. yeah, yeah. spice the first sign of trouble or whatever he says. It's like it's it's amazing. It's 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 a story 
not centered around the Skywalkers. And that's what's so amazing because, you know, we've been following Skywalkers. You know, 4, 5, and 6 was about Luke. You know, 1, 2, 3 is about Anakin. And now this one seems to be, you know, I, 7, I would, 8, 9 is going to be Ray Skywalker. I would dare say yeah. 1 through 9 are all about Anakin. Pretty one, much. Yeah. 1 being his fall, 2 being his redemption, or first trilogy being his fall, second trilogy being his redemption, and the third being his legacy. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> See, it's all about Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. but I that's mean, the, that's the point of the main movies, though. <laughs> that's one of the scenarios I came up with was that my group was going to to meet Han Solo and and Chewie, you know, tooling around as smugglers. But under the context that we meet, I'm like Han and Chewie are kind of bad guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're they perform illegal activities for profit. Well, that's great. the whole reason they joined up with them in the first place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What, 15,000 credits? Yeah. It's like, she's a princess. She's got to be rich. Exactly. <laughs> what? Her homeland's been destroyed. Her currency's worthless. <laughs> Republic credits won't do anything for me. <laughs> uh, but I love Star Wars. I think that's and, uh, been noted. Yeah. Um, it's just so funny, because if, you, like, if you'll go back and listen to our last episode, like there's so many... Even the episodes leading up to it, there's so many just guesses at what's going to happen just based off you know we started guessing about what's going to happen off the very first teaser the 30 second teaser started guessing what was going to happen you know with the you know with the first you know trailer and then oh it's just we're so wrong well that's fine that's what I I kind of liked about the teasers and the trailers was that even after all of them led up to it, we still didn't really know anything mm-hmm. about what was happening. And they actually kept it under wraps. <laughs> they, they did a really good job mm-hmm. with uh, spoiler control. Oh, yeah. It Speaking was... of spoiler control, did you hear the story about the... Uh, it was opening night and there was a, a line to you know get in and see mm-hmm. the movie. And this kid like uh, had read the spoilers on Reddit or whatever and went out and spoiled the movie for the crowd. I guess that Han Solo got killed and they like... Send them to the emergency room. Oh my god! Yeah, I can. I've heard uh, some theaters were actually they were letting people exit the theater from a different area after oh, they saw yeah. the movie than going through the lobby. But uh, it always reminds me of the scene from uh, The Simpsons when uh, they're flashing back to Empire Strikes Back and Homer and Marge are coming out. I was like, man, I can't believe Luke Skywalker was Darth Vader's son. Like to the whole line. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, it's like fucking in my shaman, and they're like, oh my god, I can't believe he was dead the entire time. Han Solo was already dead. He gets, <laughs> he gets impaled with a lightsaber. And he's just like, yeah, I, I'm a force ghost. So I'm a force ghost already. Oh, they made sure he was dead. Impaled with a lightsaber, thrown into a reactor, then exploded the planet. The, then the planet yeah, fucking goes up. Turns out I'm just you know a figment of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and Kylo Ren goes and has another temper tantrum about Kylo not Ren. being able to kill his dad. I mean, damn it, he was already dead. This isn't fair. I saw a meme uh, the other day about Kylo Ren, which I tend to agree with. It's like, I mean, I love Kylo Ren as a character too, but people are like, oh, anyone who calls him a bitch, this dude took a Wookiee bowcaster to the gut. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that they still out fought out a, in the cold, you know. <laughs> like Han shoots one bolt with a with a with Chewbacca's caster and like, sends like two sto- guys flying. <laughs> oh yeah, and Kylo Ren gets shot with it. He's like, and yeah, punches himself. It. <laughs> it's like I'm bleeding. Ah! <laughs> that was that was a little odd to me, but uh. Well, did he punch himself? He was probably yeah. just trying to... It's like, you know when you have pain and you, like, focus on... You've never, like, hit yourself? If no, you of course. Somewhere to kind of numb it? No, I hit other things. Or even that, you know? Well, he ran yeah. out of things to hit. Yeah. yeah. And then he's gonna, he's gonna have this cool scar in the next movie from where Ray Oh, yeah, which oh, is yeah, just fucking yeah, across <laughs> his face. Oh, yeah, and also another point they made is, like, he can stop, you know, laser blast in midair and hold them there. How is that being a bitch? <laughs> which, that was actually extremely cool whenever he did that. He's just like, Brr. I was like, no way, he stopped it in the air. He was like, Darth Vader didn't even do that. He just blocks him. You know, what's interesting to think about is, like, you know, Chewie shoots Kylo Ren when, when he kills Han, but, like, 
Chewie also helped raise that boy. Yeah. Oh, I did. I saw this comic someone posted on, and I was on the Facebook feed or whatever. How like it showed, you know, like Chewie aiming at his head, and then um, he, he thought back to he like raising like, him, and then he points back down. Baby. Yeah, he points down to the abdomen. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you got to think about Chewie knew the kid, like, oh yeah. yeah. There's a, I don't know if it was a comic or just a Tumblr post somebody put up, but it's like, you know, they should have sent Leia to go retrieve Kylo Ren. Can you imagine her, like, marching out on the bridge and being like, Ben Chewbacca Solo, you get your ass back here right now. (laughs) Somebody's like, somebody's like, why do you think his middle name's Chewbacca? And it's like, if you think his middle name isn't Chewbacca, just get the fuck out. Exactly. (laughs) There's something fucking wrong with you if you don't think it is. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. That's, I'm curious. I'm curious if they'll tell us how old uh, he was whenever he decided to uh, turn. Ki- yeah, I'd imagine teens. You know, mm. like training with Luke. And also, like, when how did how did Snoke find him? And how did Snoke with the get Force? A, with yeah, how, how did Snoke get a hold of him? The Force. It was the Force. We've been over this. It's always the Force. It's always the Force. We'll just use the Force. It's um, <laughs> not how the Force works. It's <laughs> not how the Force works. That's fucking great. That was, that was such a perfect line. Perfect time, too. Alright. But yeah, that, the Kyler, uh, uh, one of the things my mom got me for Christmas, like, without knowing anything, like, she, she usually gets me, like, some clothes or pajama pants or something. She got me some Kylo Ren ones. I'm like, oh, good. This is great. I like it. <laughs> She's like, I thought it was just some Star Wars thing. I'm like, it is. It's Kylo Ren. <laughs> great, great pick, Mom. <laughs> and I've actually got some uh, Stormtrooper pajama pants now. Love them. Super comfy. I got a... What are they called? Little uh, like tea strainers when you make your own cup of tea, but it's the Death Star and it's got this little chain that's a, a tie fighter so that you know you keep. It oh, that's your fucking cup. awesome! I'm actually sad. I haven't seen it since I went back to the Walmart. I should have got that Kylo Ren body pillow that we saw. Oh, you should yeah. have. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't one of those wife pillows. <laughs> you almost got a Kylo Ren uh, workout outfit. Oh. You almost got one for your birthday. You imagine working out as Kylo Ren, just like, and they're destroying equipment. And <laughs> <laughs> you can get it at Marshalls. Punching yourself. Like, and actually, he was very kind, because, you know, Vader would have just killed the people around him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah He's just true. like, go. I love that scene of the, the two stormtroopers. <laughs> the nope stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. The nope stormtroopers. <laughs> turn the corner, and he's, like, destroying stuff, and they just turn around and walk away. <laughs> Uh, did you happen to catch uh, Daniel Craig and Simon Pegg in the movie? Uh, I knew that Daniel Craig... I found out retroactively that he was the one that I think Ray force controls mm, to yeah. like, drop his weapon and stuff. Uh, I didn't know that at the time, no. It, and did, what about Simon Pegg? Because I, I knew he was in it, I just didn't know who he uh, was. Nope. Well, well, here's my thing. Because I've asked, I've asked a lot of people this. Because I, like, I knew about it going forward, and you know, it was heavily rumored that Daniel Craig was in it. So I was kind of... Looking out for him. I felt as though his voice was fairly easily distinguished. Yeah, if, if you knew what you were looking the, for. When the stormtrooper yeah. started talking, then it was Daniel Craig. Uh, see, I didn't know what to look for. Right. I wasn't okay. looking for anything. Okay, so that, I'm not that familiar with yeah, Daniel Craig yeah. anyway. And you were probably so. looking for Simon Pegg. Like, where the fuck is this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was looking for Simon and he's, Pegg. Like, Simon Pegg actually plays the, um, the, the traitor, the traitor. Yeah, on um, Jakku that has that the rations. Po the, uh, oh, no, okay. He's the one that's like, quarter portion. Yeah. The GameStop. Yes. This... This was, uh, four of these were half a portion a piece last time. He's like, oh, too fucking bad this Wait, week. Which apparently in the Force Awakens uh, novelization, that guy, he actually tracks down the Millennium Falcon to, um, Maz Kanata's bar uh-huh. to try and, you know, get Ray and take it back and Chewie rips his arm out of his socket. <laughs> Good. Good. They've always told legends about Wookiees yeah. ripping arms off and uh, I'm glad they're finally putting, uh, putting some film to that. Yeah. That would have been a great. Uh, did you hear about um, 
apparently uh, one of the deleted scenes um, was at Moscanada's bar. Apparently she, um, I guess, has, I guess, a little bit of force power of some sort. I would imagine and she, um, something. She what, whenever the stormtroopers were invading, like they were underneath in the basement area. Apparently stormtroopers were coming down the stairs and she was coming out and she fucking like I guess crushed him with the roof of it or something. Oh, cool. I was reading. I was re- I read about it I, uh, yesterday. I have mixed feelings about that character mostly because when she was on screen, I just kept imagining uh, as Stel Getty's character from Golden Girls, the, the <laughs> old lady. So like in my mind, like it's I can't even remember. Uh, Maz's character, like what she looks like, because I just see, you know, Grandma Petrillo <laughs> tooling around with her glasses. And I did think that character. I did think that character was extremely odd in that, like, you know, how does this character come away with something that fell down a fucking well, they shooting even, cloud? She city? even said that in the damn movie, which was like, yeah, we know. It's like, yeah, that lightsaber. That's another story. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just like it's that's a story for for episode eight. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> apparently, like this is an extremely <laughs> verbatim line. That's for episode eight. Phasma <laughs> <laughs> like, Luke's lightsaber. That's what episode eight's about. It just it seems so weird to throw her in and to and to make it. You know, because apparently she has been around since the old Jedi Order. Apparently she's that old. Uh, like it's, it was just, it's just weird how connected she was to the Star Wars universe. And here we are, just, just now getting. Her. I, I mean, obviously she couldn't have been in fucking four, five, six. Well, whatever, it's but. like I said about it being the, it not being self-contained. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like I wouldn't even call it necessarily a problem I had with Avengers two. It, Avengers two seemed more like a nexus of like, all right, here's what's gonna happen in the next few movies, not like a self-contained story. Yeah, but all those Marvel movies are like that, though. No, I wouldn't say that. Very few of them are... So- I mean, yeah, they have stingers at the end for the next one, but a lot of them are self-contained. I think he's saying that Avengers 2 felt like an advertisement for Avengers 3. Or, no. or just everything else, uh, Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, especially. Yeah. Like, it's like, cause it's like, oh, Thor's gonna go take a bath real quick. You know, we're not really gonna explain it, but uh, he'll have some visions of this next movie coming out. Oh, so, okay. It's like, oh, we're going to Wakanda, you know, that Black Panther guy's there, we'll tell you about him later. So, <laughs> Avengers 2 was a commercial for the next several movies. Yeah, so yeah basically. Out. Not that, I mean, I liked it, but it just felt that way. Well, I think, <laughs> I think that what, you know, Marvel especially has to be like that just because of how interconnected all the Marvel comic books are. Like, you... Like, you pick up, because, you know, Marvel, they go through these series as, like, uh, whenever I picked up reading Marvel comics, I started reading Dark Reign. In order to read all of the Dark Reign series, I had to pick up, you know, you know several different issues of several different superheroes. Well, you just because have all... to. It just gives you the complete story, but, like, the main Dark Reign was self-contained into one story it just you know there's like oh this happened over here this happened over here but it's not yeah, well, it's necessarily all, it's all part of it and it all leads into it's not like eventual... a need to know thing though yeah well I mean I feel so if you want to be informed about everything like oh, yeah but that's how comics work <laughs> well I mean I think well I think that's how they're trying to make the movie is like they've got all these characters they're all interrelated that's why like in Ant-Man we saw uh, the he fought an Avenger. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you know uh, the Falcon to be in the Ant Man movie, but he was there nonetheless. And it's because well, he would take less pay than the rest of them. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but it's I don't know. Well, and it's what what I I kind of like and I kind of don't like about this next Captain America movie that we're getting in a couple months. The whole Civil War thing. It's gonna be. Great. It's basically just a big Avengers movie. It's Avengers it versus is. Avengers, <laughs> and it's. But it's supposed to be a Captain America movie. I wanted to see a Captain America oh, movie. Oh, I didn't know that they were pitching it as a Captain America movie. Yeah, it's called so. Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I missed that. It <laughs> way off the pulse there. Well, I think it's because yeah. it's, it's going to more focus on Captain America. Yeah, I mean, he'll be the central figure yeah. in it. All right. But, but it's, it's just, with all the superheroes that they've got thrown into it, instead of just seeing, you know, 
Steve Rogers, you know, fighting, you know, Hydra or AIM or, you know, something. Right. Well, uh, that's the point of the Civil War is, yeah. you know, hero against hero. But even then, Civil War, that could have been spread out through fucking several series of movies. It could have, but it's not going to be. Yeah, yeah. no. I, I still say Cap's going to die at the end, just like in Civil War, the comics. <laughs> that's, that's what, it's heavily rumored, heavily rumored that Cap's going to die in this one. I say he'll die and he'll be back in time for uh, the Infinity War. But evil. Mm. I don't know. Now that would be a spin. That would be a spin. Evil Captain America. Bizarro Captain America. Cross universes. They're, they're both... No, no, no. Never mind. I, I almost misspoke there. I was, for some reason, I was thinking DC was a Disney property, too. <laughs> Should they wish? Uh, speaking of, uh, well, DC, uh, have you seen the trailers for the new Batman or Superman or what? Just Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, Batman yeah. vs. Superman. A movie that was supposed to be just a Superman movie, but now they're just like, fuck it. It's and Justice weirdly League. enough, it's, it's like, Justice League prequel. I'm excited about it. Oh, it, oh yeah. I, I think it looks great. I, I, I never got on the, the train of bashing uh, Ben Affleck. Because I, I think he's a, a fine actor. And oh, I, I love think Ben Affleck. Whatever you're in good company here. You, you would fit in. You would fit in well with us as far as loving Ben Affleck. We love Ben Affleck. Oh, good. And you know, everybody was like, "Oh, Ben Affleck's not not Batman." I was like, "No, he's just not Chris Nolan's Batman." You exactly. Know? Well, Jared, we love Ben Affleck. He is related to Matt Damon. You know, you can see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bear. I'm told a, a more than passing resemblance to Matt Damon. You do. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I, I like Matt Damon too. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and then I, I didn't think it was going to be a stellar movie though, because yeah. I think it was, I think it's too soon after the Nolan trilogy to reinvent Batman. It feels yeah. like, uh, when we finished, uh, what's his name? Big Baby Blue Eyes, Spider-Man. Toby yeah, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and then like immediately afterwards <laughs> we were like, redo! <laughs> well, and we're getting another redo. We're, we're getting another redo. And we're getting another redo because yeah, it's fine because movies. Well, Marvel's doing it, so it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, our Marvel. Spider-Man's Spider-Man. in Civil War. Yeah, that's gonna Excellent. be his yeah. first appearance. Marvel, yeah. Marvel has, I guess, struck a deal with Sony. Yeah, oh, good. Uh, Sony, they did the smartest thing. They're like, we're gonna reap the benefits, but you guys make the movie. <laughs> yeah, because I, I like the Andrew Garfield movies. They felt so did I. I loved them. Production wise, they felt like, oh, we're doing this just because we can. But mm-hmm. I liked, you know, I thought the writing was fine. I think Andrew Garfield makes an infinite better Spider Man than uh, yeah, than McGuire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the first one. I, I haven't seen the second one yet. I need to sit down and watch it. But I, I'm excited about this, the Batman Superman movie, because the trailer looks amazing. I, I still think they give too much away in the trailer, but whatever. <laughs> I, I, I remember listening to your thoughts on it, and I, I agree. And I still hope that there are some surprises. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yes, we know Batman and Superman are going to be buddies by the end of it. Everyone knows that. <laughs> you know who I'm excited you know, to see in it? Just based off of the one picture they've released of him? Um, Aquaman. Jason, uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Whenever I found out Jason Momoa was going to be Aquaman, I was actually kind of pissed because I was like, Jason Momoa is like the opposite of what Aquaman looks like in the comics. Like he's he's a white guy. He's got like the blonde hair, and then Jason Momoa is Pacific Islander, and he's got the dark. And he's like it's like he he needs to be a different character. Like I could see Jason Momoa easily being a superhero in some form, but not Aquaman. And then they came out with the Aquaman photo, and I was like. Pfft. I love this. Aquaman. I was I like, this is this is perfect. They did a good fucking job on this. I have seen the picture. I just heard that they were casting him as Aquaman. Oh, dude, Jay and I was pi- I was pissed too, but not because they cast him as Aquaman, but because they were shoehorning him into the Aquaman, the Superman Batman movie. I was yeah. like, no, give him his own movie because this is amazing. Exactly. It's it was because it just because sometimes like I I have a problem with um, not not a problem with race 
or anything like that. But a lot of times, you know, with characters that are already defined, I feel as though it's so much easier to translate it whenever you have... So you, you have a problem with them trying, like, not mimicking what's in the comic yeah, established. Yeah. Oh, that Does that not look amazing. badass? Once I saw that, I was like, oh, it's perfect. I was like... I was like, I will love this movie Aquaman. I was like, this is absolutely amazing. Oh, he's the hottest James Bond, no, no, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but you know, and me saying that, you know, Jake and I have discussed it before uh, in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Michael Clark Duncan's portrayal of uh, Kingpin, Great. amazing. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, Michael Clark Duncan is Kingpin. <clears throat> of course he is. I was like, and this is like, it doesn't even matter that he's black and Kingpin's white. It doesn't matter. Like, he's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, also with that being said, I did have a problem with them making Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie black because it didn't make sense with the whole Sue Storm thing. But apparently, I guess, did you ever see that movie? Uh, no. I don't I know did. anyone who's actually seen that movie. I, I, uh, Izzy at work saw it. He I said read it, it wasn't that good. Or I watched a, a YouTuber review it, and he's yeah. like, look, you know, I'm not going to jump on this train of, oh, you know, it's Johnny Storm's black. I'm just going to tell you that this movie's garbage. And here's, <laughs> here's why this movie's garbage. This way, this way, this way. I was like, oh, well, apparently. Nobody can make a good Fantastic Four movie. Marvel could. I believe in them. <laughs> I believe in Marvel. See, that's the thing. I liked the first Fantastic Four movie. That oh, first. the first Fantastic Four movie? No, well, not, not the... <laughs> the... The Roger Corman one was not the Roger awesome. Corman one. Uh, Johnny Storm gets raped by a laser in space, <laughs> and then he punches said laser. That's weird. That, I mean, I mean the one, the first modern age one, I guess you could call it. I, I don't like that one. I, I, honestly, I didn't really... I mean, I... Yeah, it's hard for me to say bad things about things. Usually, uh, yeah, Jake doesn't like Jake doesn't like because I, I like the first Fantastic Four movie and I like the Silver Surfer one parts of it. You know, I mean, but before the only I, movie I think that has gotten Doom right is that Roger Corman one. <laughs> I, I can honestly say, I can honestly say, I liked the second Fantastic Four movie, but once I started learning more about comics and the characters. I was like, this movie is not good. <laughs> I was like, they just bastardized Fantastic yeah. Four so fucking well, badly. I always said, even before the first one came out, Jessica Alba was way too hot to be playing Susan Storm. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> to, uh, and what you were like saying about practical effects, Michael Chiklis as a thing looked awesome, and that was all practical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the things he pointed out with the most recent Fantastic Four, where he's all CG, mm-hmm. is that the thing's whole, whole thing is that he can't turn his powers off. And his humanity, you're supposed to be able to see mm-hmm. his eyes. So practical effects really make a good thing character because mm-hmm. you can see a human in that suit. You can see his humanity. But when they did it all CG, it just becomes basically the Hulk. You yeah. know, and you you kind of I like the Hulk. You, you don't identify <laughs> with that character anymore, and that works. That's fine for the Hulk because you're really not supposed to identify. It's mm. supposed to be the more animalistic yeah. uh, instincts of man. But the thing is supposed to be a very human character. Mm. So. That's that's sort of the difference between them and why, like, the the reviewer hated the new Fantastic Four mm. or, or one of the things he harped on, one of the many things he harped on. No, uh, to answer the original question, I have no idea how they passed off uh, Johnny Storm being a black guy. It, uh, well, I, I I think Susan Storm was adopted. Well, I, I like think the, Susan the Storm, Storm family was, was black. Yeah, yeah the Storm, Storm family was black yeah. in this movie. Fine, which cool. uh, so, I mean, what after you know after like because you know the initial shot well. I, I don't know. Sometimes I have a problem with it. Sometimes, like I said, I love Michael I was Duncan. Like, I didn't like Michael B. Jordan. Like, why do you have to change things so much? It's like, why don't you just make Susan Storm black too? 
I don't have a problem with like races or anything being changed. What, yeah. what was curious to me is that the characters are brother and sister and like. Well, that well that was that was, like, part oh, that's, of, that's that was part of the issue. It's it's like these guys, thing. these guys yeah. are brother and sisters. Like, how are you going to make They're that not work? Blood and then they didn't make a blood relationship. So I was like, okay, you know that that works as far as that. I mean, you're not going you know storyline here, but you know whatever. But Vincent D'Onofrio did a good job as Kingpin. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I've only seen a a couple of episodes of uh, the TV oh, Daredevil, but one of the episodes I saw was uh, where, like, his goonies, like, screw up and he mashes that guy's head with the car door. door. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was, I never thought anybody would top Michael Clark Duncan in my mind as Kingpin, but he did right there. I was just like, oh, my God, this guy. And he's, like, you know, he's trying to impress this girl. That's what it was. He ruined his date yeah, with yeah. Uh, the art gallery chick that he's trying to impress. And, Oh, that's oh, so good. Have you seen uh, any of Jessica Jones yet? I've not. I actually don't know anything mm. about the character, which is curious to me because you know, well, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert. I, I would say I, Jessica I Jones, as far as it would well, be a lot like not a huge character in the Marvel world either, but well, yeah, well, it'd be a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. Not a lot of the general public knows who the, well, Guardians, I knew of the, who Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy was. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> For a general sense of people just, you know, the normal people. All right, yeah. You know, they had no idea what Guardians of the Galaxy was. Jessica Jones kind of the same. Right. That's what I'd say. I'd say, I'd say most normal fans more so know her as Luke Cage's wife. Right, which oh, then, okay. you get a lot of Luke Cage in this series. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Luke Cage is all over it. Yeah. Awesome. Which is yeah. why I'm fine with because I thought they were going to do Luke Cage next, but they're doing Daredevil Season 2 next. All right. Which comes out in a couple months, which I'm fine with because we saw a lot of Luke Cage in... You know Jessica Jones, but I'm now actually, they, they push Iron Fist off even further, I guess, yeah. which is one. <laughs> I think they're having difficulties p- throwing that into the reality of Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke. Because they're all interrelated, right? Yeah, yeah. They're and pitching like, it as like a the TV universe, I guess. Well, yeah. That's well, what they're doing too. Like at, after I guess Iron Fist is over, they're gonna do a combination called the Defenders the with Defenders. all of them. In it. Yeah, and then um. The TV universe is still part of the movie universe. It's just they mention things that happen, you know, oh, okay. and stuff like that. What I'm looking forward to the most about Daredevil season two is we're getting a Marvel Punisher. Have you heard that we're getting Punisher no. back? John Bernthal from uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? What, what was his character's name? In Walking I Dead? don't watch Walking Dead. <laughs> Do y'all watch Walking Dead? No. Uh, well, he plays he plays a character in Walking Dead that eventually dies, but the character he plays is like. Absolutely wonderful. But I think they've already shown scenes from like the set of like uh, it looks like it's mimicking the story in the comic book where uh, Punisher ties Daredevil up and he gives him a gun. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go kill these guys. You can either let me do it or shoot me right now." Uh-huh. And you know, Daredevil has his inner yeah. conflict about that. Of course. I'm de- oh, oh, Punisher. I'm actually speaking more comic books. Deadpool movie is coming out in a month. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? And they're finally like oh. doing a Deadpool movie. And <laughs> Have you guys seen the trailer for the? Uh, the uh, the Valentine's oh, Day the fake Deadpool? trailer for your girlfriend it's, or whatever it's a fake trailer <laughs> okay. for uh, it, it turns it into a romantic comedy yeah they're it like oh, into, this guy has cancer this guy and has he, cancer he does what he has to do to, to save his lover <laughs> yeah. like okay. and it's totally there's no action in it. it's all just like the, the the love scenes between those two and they pitch it as if it's <laughs> A love story, and oh, it's absolutely beautiful. the most perfect fucking trailer. Oh my ever. god, it's amazing! Like it's, we'll have to show you after this because mm. it's, it's like because they do, like I said, they do, like because if you've seen the other trailer, you see, you know him, you know the highway battle and him eating Colossus and the you other call chick. him a Chromecock gobbler. Yeah, the Chromecock. Like, it's like all this Deadpool shit. He's like, oh, I'm so turned on right now, sniffing the fucking gun smoke. <laughs> And it's fucking singing along to Gwen Stefani. <laughs> yeah, and, it's like, and then we get and then we get the love story trailer. And it's like, oh my god! It's like, 
This is like, this is so fucking perfect. This is perfect fucking Deadpool. This is what everyone wanted. Back in that Wolverine movie. Yeah, but yeah, in the Wolverine movie. He did awesome in the Wolverine movie. Oh, no, he he was fine. It was just (laughs) the Wolverine movie. (laughs) When they brought out Baraka uh, in the second half. Uh, Weapon 13. Yeah, Weapon 13. God, that was terrible. But this Deadpool is going to be so fucking amazing. And I love, I actually love... Even though I hate Fox for not dealing with Marvel and getting you know the X Men and the Avengers together, Deadpool is clearly in the X Men universe. Like, mm-hmm. Colossus is fucking there mm-hmm. with. Uh, what is the female? What is the chick's name? Oh, it's something. Who, what What is her character? Who something her nuclear character? related, I think, is her name. Uh, I don't know what character I, you're talking about. Yeah, she's the, a newer character. The kid he's hanging out with. In the oh, kid that is with mm-hmm. Colossus, the young girl with the shaved head. We'll yeah. show you the trailer. I, I'm not um, sure. She has some sort of. I don't. For, I, she's got force powers or something. It's like know. the kid Colossus is hanging out with. You mean Kitty Pryde? No, it's not, not Kitty Pryde. <laughs> well, trust me, if Ellen Page was in this movie too. Oh I my mean, god, this I guy. Mean, was... Ryan Reynolds is already. You know. Did you ever yeah, fucking? Did you tell Jared about <laughs> oh, your? <laughs> we, were, we were. Oh my god, this is so perfect. We were recording a podcast last year, I think, or whatever. And the night we were recording it, like I was just talking all about Ellen Page. I'm like, yeah, this is why I'll see any movie she's in. And, and Jake's got a same, huge crush. No, on I, Ellen Page. I, I'm right there with you. Like, same hey, night we're talking about her. John texts me in the morning because I heard about this the night before. She announces that she's gay. I'm like, oh, she must have heard me, I guess. <laughs> I was like, Jake's like professing how much he loves Ellen Page on the podcast recording. And then like literally the next day she comes out and I was just like, this, this is too fucking perfect. Like, this is so fucking like, I was like, oh my God. It was so fucking wonderful. It was That's the thing about crushes is that they don't have to be reciprocated. Yeah. Exactly. It was wonderful. It was great for podcasting because podcast came out shortly after. But it was I was just like, oh my! God. It's like if only this came out like right before she did it. It's like some dude professing his love for Ellen Page, and then she's like, I don't like dudes. So okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I just remembered when we were talking about Batman and stuff uh, last podcast. Like I was talking about Dark Knight Returns, and both him and Eric are like confused and thinking I'm talking about you know Christopher Nolan and everything I was oh like, the comic right yeah and I, you know that movie was not called The Dark Knight Returns it was called Dark Knight Rises I was thinking that <laughs> the whole time I was like I don't think it's called Returns yeah and so <laughs> when I said Returns I was right the first time anyway yeah you were you, whatever yeah cause they're like what are you guys t- what are you talking about mech suit and everything like yeah old Dark Knight Batman Returns with <laughs> Chick Robin and, yeah I, I, I never he has the tank, the bat tank. <laughs> yeah, see, I never, I never read, I never, I've never read Batman comics, and I didn't really ever w- watch a whole lot of Batman cartoons as a kid. Either, oh so. well, you missed out there yeah. because and he's not oh. going to watch them now because they're cartoons. That's that's dumb. It's not. I don't. I just. It's, it's not like I don't try to watch these things. Like I told you, like I'll I'll try watching things, and I just it disconnects. Like I just like I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've seen all the Batman movies. I love. I love Austrian Mr. Uh, Freeze. Like, it's my favorite. <laughs> well, you, well, you break my heart because I'm an animator. So, you know, cartoons are what I do and what I love. And you're just like, oh, I just don't get cartoons. I'm like, no. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I'll, you, know, you know, I support you if you do it, whatever. But it's just like, I can't. There's I'm something, not going to watch it. <laughs> that's, I'll try to watch it. <laughs> It's like, uh, like whenever I go over to Jake's and he's got, you know... I usually got like Steven Universe or something playing. He's got, he's got something on. I'm just like, dude, what else? you <laughs> watching. really pink. <laughs> so it's a cartoon. I, guess, I don't know. I guess By the just... way, are you caught up with Steven Universe? I 
uh, stopped it first season because I lost my TV. But uh, well, I, just, I haven't had cable for six months. Jake, oh, Jake, going, Jake going back to an earlier conversation, I have obtained super legal methods. Uh, the current Steven Universe. I just haven't watched them. I've been watching uh, this week. I got into Kaiji, which is an older anime, mm-hmm. and I really like that. And I watched One Punch Man. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and it feels like I watched something else. But I, you know, I wanted to watch One Punch Man because everybody loves it, and I do the convention circuit, so I need mm. to know what what's popular. Right. It just turns out that in this instance, I also love One Punch Man. It was great, and you know they're going to do a second season of that. God, I hope so. They have so much unsolved. Mm. Oh, and the, the manga's still going on, which I didn't know. It was a, it's actually a jump comic. Oh, is it? Yeah, which I feel like I should have known that. <laughs> no, with you with jump comics, I'm surprised you didn't. Well, it's not weekly, so that's probably that's what I say. Um, like, that's my excuse. <laughs> I, I'm still. Uh, you have a problem keeping up with the weekly shit. I'm caught. Well, I haven't read this week, but I'm caught up to that. I'm I think I'm only 650 it. episodes behind on One Piece. <laughs> just about. Like, I, I'm about half that behind. I just read it, <laughs> but it's totally worth it, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they were saying at uh, AWA, like, if you actually sat down and just watched it pretty much straight through, it would take you, like, two weeks. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, good thing I work from home. Yeah. It is good stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily miss watching anime. I, I, I think I just prefer the manga. You know, I, It might I, fall I, back on the whole cartoon thing for me, though. I've, I'm coming off of a, a long stint. Like, I don't think I've watched anime since I was really into Naruto, mm-hmm. which was, like... Uh, before the time skip, you know. I, oh, jeez, that was a long-ass time ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I kind of fell out of watching anime just because it became too much to keep up with. But mm-hmm. yeah. this week has been a really cool week. Like, Justin gave me some stuff he's he's really into. And uh, I got one, uh, one Punch Man. And it's been really cool to, like, do my work for the day and then, like, turn off for a couple mm-hmm. hours and just watch anime and be like, right. man, this, like, takes me back to when this is, you know, what I live by and... Subs versus dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, versus I think once I get my uh, internet and stuff back in a couple weeks, like I'm going to try and watch more anime because I've only been like... You're going to download so well, much fucking shit. Like, see, because yeah. I haven't really watched much anime in the last few years either. The only thing I've kept up with on time was JoJo's because I've always liked JoJo's anyway. And right. of course I'm going to watch that. I'm getting into JoJo's oh, actually. Finally dude, after... That- <laughs> that anime is so good and since they're so far behind, they don't have to fill it with anything either. Right. You know, and you'll get the complete story and everything. Uh, and then part four is starting up soon, so I'll be watching that. And that's the first time part four has been done anything like you know animated or anything like that. Ah, uh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been watching JoJo's, and then when Dragon Ball Super started last year, I started up on that, and I'm caught up with that and everything. I like it. I, I enjoy it. I mean, animation is not that great in some instances, but that doesn't bother me. I I really. saw one article <laughs> explaining like all the the hilarious animation they're using. I was like, oh man. I don't... Like, with, with the education that I have, like, I don't yeah. think I could watch this and not be bothered. <laughs> See, you and my bother, it doesn't bother me that much. And what they've been doing, uh, at the beginning, they did, like, a couple of lighthearted, you know, like, oh, here's what they've been doing episodes, like, Goku has a job now as a farmer and everything. Oh, so they started off with but, a filler arc. Well, I mean, te- <laughs> technically, yes, because nothing had been written or anything, but, I mean, this is, as far as we're told, it's canon, because Toriyama's doing all the stuff for the anime, and... And what they're really doing right now is um, they took the two movies that came out in the last few years yeah. and they're making them into TV episodes. So they're kind of like expanding them and changing them a little bit oh, okay. to fit with that. Like right now they're on the Resurrection of Frieza yeah. arc and they're about done with that. Like like I, I think I told you a couple weeks ago, they added Ginyu to it. Yeah, you briefly. did. You did uh... Yeah, because he was you know still alive in that frog body frog. and everything. And then you know he transfers to Frieza's strongest warrior. Gotenks comes in and headbutts him in the nuts. 
And then uh, when Vegeta finally gets there, he just vaporizes him. And Goku's like, did you have to kill him? He's like, he was annoying me. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know, with that, Vegeta has finally killed the entire Ginyu Force. God, that's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, And then once they're done with the, the Resurrection Freeza arc, uh, they've been kind of doing like a supplemental manga like every month. Okay. And what it looks like they're going towards is they're going to be doing a uh, tournament between um, two of the different universes. Because they have... It's kind of a multiverse thing, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like, because um, the main universe that they're in in the show is Universe 7, and they're yeah. going to go against Universe 6, but it's not like an alternate universe as far as, like, oh, here's Bizarro Goku over here. It's just like a... Think of it more like a separate galaxy. All right. You know, like that. Which is kind of how the, um, like, Heaven and Hell work and stuff like that, too. Like, they have their separate galaxies and stuff they're in, you know, it's like just on a different dimensional plane. Okay. But, uh, I mean... I don't get the New Dragon Ball stuff. <laughs> I'm liking it though. <laughs> I I took Jake you remember, on your birthday. I took him, or he was going. Oh, I, 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 I went to see the movie. Long. We saw the freezer <laughs> movie, and it, I, it, I I don't know. Like I never, I had only seen what one other Dragon Ball Z movie, or I hadn't seen. Probably, I, well, I, Resurrection F was movie fifteen. So, <laughs> but uh, I I. I just, I didn't care for it. It just wasn't, it was weird. It was like, a cartoon. It, was, it, it, it wasn't the fact that it was a cartoon. It was just, it was just really odd with how quickly things moved and how an hour, yeah, a lot of the characters. Well, to be fair, you were giving Dragon Ball Z an hour and a half to accomplish anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean. That's going to feel rushed. They used to take six episodes just to power up, so, I mean. But, uh, but yeah, it was just, it, it, it just seemed odd to me, and I don't think, and I think, Letting me watch that before I had a chance to start the other stuff kind of just spoiled it all for me. Which I, I still haven't seen uh, Resurrection of Frieza. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all it's right. Good. It's, a, it's, it's more like, like trash talk. The movie they just like Frieza and Goku just keep <laughs> trash talking each other, oh, and, and they yeah. punch a few times, and then you know stuff happens and blue hair. Yeah, blue, <laughs> blue hair and gold <laughs> Frieza, and I just I never honestly I thought it was cool that they were trying to reinvent Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. but. Um, like, I never cared about the premise. It's like, I've mm-hmm. seen Frieza come back a thousand times well, at least. you know how the, the movie happened and everything, which the song's actually in the movie. There's, a, like, this metal Japanese band and made this song about Frieza, and Toriyama was like, let's bring Frieza back. <laughs> and they put the song in the movie when Frieza oh, gets amazing. resurrected. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that might have been one of my problems. Was like, I was like, why are they bringing Frieza back again? Like, It, it, it was fine for a movie. They though. already brought it's, Mecha Frieza back with his dad. Like... Got dispatched quickly. Like, why, well, why, yeah, why and the whole, third time? The whole I mean, premise, because it's like, yeah, sense. why bring him back? You know, they could just vaporize him, you know, like that, right? And it's like, well, the whole premise is Frieza had never trained a day in his life. He was just that powerful. And so he's like, I'm going to take four months to train and see what I can do. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, c- I can buy that. Interesting twist. <laughs> yeah. did, he, did he train in, in high gravity like Goku well, I don't did? Know. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go that in depth. <clears throat> but, yeah, it just it, it didn't work for me. Jake loved it, which is good, but... Didn't work for me, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. I was saying, there are worse Dragon Ball Z movies. Yeah. There's. Oh, a uh, question for you, Jared. Um, About Sutris? No. I've been waiting the whole podcast <laughs> for this. No. Um, speaking of animations, um, would you ever work on uh, like a cartoon or some some odd sort? He has before, hasn't he? Uh, well, I remember, didn't you do like storyboards <laughs> or something like that one uh, time? I majored in pre-production in college. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I really like. And storyboarding, I like a lot because... Uh, it, with regards to animation, one, it flows a lot like comics do. Mm-hmm. Comics serve uh, a lot as, as storyboards for, for movies. So if you, you can do comics, you can do storyboards. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like sitting in the director's chair because, uh, you know, animation, you're drawing that or you're 
modeling that, but it's going to look exactly like what you draw on the storyboard. So you get to like pick all the cool shots and say, oh, well, you know, this guy's going to punch this guy, but how do I want to look? How do I want that to look? Do I want the camera to move? You know, who do I want to focus on? What's going to be in frame? So I, I really like that aspect. Uh, as far as doing animation, I did some work with a local studio last year. Uh, we worked on a movie about uh, Harlem. Mm. And the experience was uh, enlightening. I learned that uh, animation doesn't pay well at all. Oh, at wow. all. <laughs> wow. um, it is a lot of work. And uh, would I do it again? Yes, I love to animate. Mm. But... Uh, the money is not worth it to mm. do, if that makes sense. Like, oh, no, it does. It's like being a teacher. you got to do it because you like doing it. You have to do it because you like to, to do it regardless of how much the money you're going to get. And frankly, that doesn't equate to me. So, yes, I like animating, but unless it's it's something I'm super passionate about, right. no, I'm, I'm not an animation jobber. Okay. Uh, okay, that was my question. Okay. One letter answer. Thank you. <laughs> But, um, yes. Do you have anything written down, Jacob? I mean, I have a few things written down, but I was trying to lean in more towards anything else anime or animated that I've been watching, um, other than, like, Steven Universe and Adventure Time and the usual Cartoon uh, Network I've stuff. I've off of Adventure Time, actually. I went through a spat where, uh, when I saw Cartoon Network, it was always Teen Titans uh, Go, and mm. I can't stand that, so I turned it off, and I haven't seen Adventure Time probably since... Uh, they defeated the Lich. Oh yeah, you're you're a couple so, seasons behind, but uh, I'm a bit behind. They did a Marceline uh, miniseries. Oh yeah, actually this season. I remember good. them advertising that. I was mm. I was interested. I know. Yeah, where she loses her powers. Oh no! Mm. But she gets them back. Spoiler. Oh, good. <laughs> good. The status quo is back. In. Uh, and um. How do you feel yeah. about Clarence since we're talking about Western Clarence? Clarence. I, I like Clarence a lot, I love actually. Clarence. And um, there's there's a bit of adult humor in that too. You yeah. know, if you look for it, and it, it's it does seem more geared towards kids more so than I would say Adventure Time or you know Steven Universe. But um, it's fun, you know. <laughs> uh, the way I pitch it to people, and maybe you'll agree, is that I pitch it as the spiritual successor to Ed and Eddie. Yeah, yeah. See that oh, the characters it. are a little younger. I love yeah, Ed and Eddie. they're a little younger, Ed and, and it's. Was my favorite. It's a, it's a little more innocent than Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's sort of a different flavor, but it's it's very much the same kind of kind of show, really. Just three boys living life, doing three mm. boys things. I tell you, after that, uh, that honk episode came on, I would play that damn song, like, on a loop on the YouTube. <laughs> just like, this is so great. Or the, uh, the dollar hunt was good, because it had that little conspiracy theorist kid, just like, Andrew Jackson was a cannibal! Look it up! <laughs> I actually did look that up, and apparently that was a really prevalent rumor back when he was running for office. Was people would spread rumors that Andrew Jackson was a cannibal. It was like political mudslinging from back in the day, day, day. It's like how people saying uh, Barack Obama's Muslim. Yeah, Andrew Jackson was a cannibal. It probably had the same effect on. <laughs> and uh, that one, uh, Joshua. <laughs> That's in a few episodes. Oh, Joshua, yeah. we're like, he keeps getting more and more yes. injured. Or fat. <laughs> and he becomes the leader of, like, that, um, uh, that the, restaurant. The restaurant cult that yes. takes over the elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, 
Sumo a lot, especially the episodes that focus on his family, because, <laughs> I, like, I, I grew up kind of like that, not necessarily with a bunch of siblings, but in that, you know, sort of door, dirty mm. poor kid environment, and mm. I certainly had friends that, that lived Sumo's life, where it was like a hundred kids around the dinner yeah. table in a trailer somewhere. And then the episode where uh, uh, Chad and uh, Sumo's dad try and become, you know, venture capitalists. Oh, entrepreneurs. Yeah. He's like, Chad, sour cream and onion cream soda. He's like, everything's sour cream and onion. Oh, my God. And he's like, we're going we're gonna to make a fire door. And like, but if it's made out of fire, how are we open it? He's like, oh, shoot. He's like, tantrum about how fire door is a terrible idea. Is that the same episode where Clarence and Sumo take the cockroaches and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's such a good show. You should watch it. Um, if, if it's anything like Ed and Eddie, I might actually be able to watch it. I loved Ed and Eddie. Oh, so did I. I. I felt like I was in a strong minority there of people who loved Ed and Eddie. Oh, yeah. The ever-consistent hunt for the uh, jawbreakers. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, and then that movie, or the TV movie, where they actually meet his older brother. Eddie's older brother. I've uh, not seen that. You haven't seen it? I haven't no. seen it. Either. Oh no! Yeah, that. they meet his older brother and they find out like his older brother's like a big dick and was always you know picking on Eddie well, and stuff. Of course he is. Like... <laughs> you, can, you can tell that by the way Eddie talks yeah. about him. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, actually. a little bit. Yeah, I think that was the last Ed and Eddie thing they made, and that's kind of like a finale for it. Years yeah. ago. You know, it's amazing that that show like was never as popular <clears throat> as the rest of the cartoon mm-hmm. cartoons, but it lasted the longest by <laughs> a matter of years. I was about to say, didn't that start out as one of those cartoon cartoons where they only did... Didn't they do... Didn't they have in a 30-minute block, they had, like, what, three cartoon cartoons yeah. or something like that? I don't remember Ed and Eddie being one of those pilots, though. I don't remember it, but I suspect it was. And this is why. When, uh, when it got greenlit to be a show was the same time as Powerpuff Girls, and mm-hmm. I remember that because I oh, went to would... a... I went to see a movie and they were handing out promotional material and I have like strips. It's uh, one strip is Powerpuff Girls tattoos, like those Revlon tattoos, mm-hmm. and the other half is Ed and Eddie tattoos. Ah, so okay. I always suspected it was a cartoon cartoon episode that I missed, but I couldn't say for sure. Yeah. I remember. I actually remember like Powerpuff Girls was like the third one I think because it was like Dexter, Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Oh, those were like the first four. Bravo, so <laughs> You know, Powerpuff Girls mm-hmm. on Netflix. My son likes watching Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. Good. I, I turned it on. I was like, hey, Powerpuff Girls. I can watch Powerpuff Girls. I threw it on. And he's like, okay, I'll watch it. So he watches it along with all the... That was but, perfect but John, that's a cartoon. I know. But it's 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 an old cartoon that I used to watch. I just can't and, watch and all the new stuff. And you know what? Stuff. Even taking it back to, to comics, like you've, you've uh, both probably heard the... Uh, the whole blue about how uh, Young Justice was canceled because it had too high of a female viewership. Mm-hmm. And how Cartoon Network execs don't that. want yeah. female viewers watching their shows. It's mm-hmm. like Cartoon Network built its empire on the back of Powerpuff Girls, a, a cartoon that was <laughs> quote unquote made for girls. You know? Exactly. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> right? So if you have if you have people watching your shows, what the fuck's the matter if it's a female or a male? Because whether it's other boy, money like toy sales. Well, they, so, they yeah. assume that boys are the ones that buy the action figures. Yeah. There's a there's an interview I mean, I'd you can say, find online with uh, Paul no? Dini, uh where he's. Well, I would say I would say the majority or, or the. I guess the swing, if you were to do a poll, I'd say there'd be more boys. But, I mean, it doesn't well, mean... That, I mean, that factors into marketing. I mean, when you mm. when you go to buy a, a girl toy, you go for the pink aisle. I mean, that's no, where exactly. you start. It's, it's, you know, training yourself to say, well, what do you want to play with? And 
finding out that oh she really wants to play with Batman so let's buy her Batman stuff right. you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be like you don't have to stay in that box of like oh she's a girl so she needs to play with Barbies and, and right no I, I get that I get it's that. just old mentality yeah. it is no I was yeah. I was really lucky as a kid because all of my friends parents would be like no you have to play with Barbie dolls and this and my mom was like oh you like Ninja Turtles because I. I had a thing about Ninja Turtles. My son loves Ninja Turtles. Oh, good. Loves I love Ninja, Ninja Turtles. And my mom was like, all right, you like Ninja Turtles? All right, cool. And my little sister, she loved Batman. Like, mm. loved Batman. Mm. We, she loved Pooh Bear and she loved Batman. Pooh Bear and Batman. That's it. And everyone in our family would harp on my mom because they'd be like, oh, well, she's a girl. She has to play with this. She's like, my, my daughters do have girl toys, but mm. they also have these toys that are girl toys because mm. she's playing with them. And we would get harped on a lot at growing up just because it was like, but boys are supposed to like superheroes. And it's like, no, they're guys. Yeah, that's true. There are plenty of girl superheroes now. Yeah. We're getting uh, the Captain Marvel movie in 2019. Mm-hmm. 2019. Well, she's, actually, be- she's actually the lead of the... Uh, I want to say... I don't know if they're doing registration again. or There's another Civil War comic coming out, like the sequel. Really? And Captain Marvel is the leader of one side, and Iron Man's the leader of the other side. Iron Man's out again. Yeah. Great. <clears throat> oh, uh, speaking of female superheroes, um, let me ask you this. I don't necessarily like the casting because I don't think she fits the role uh, that well. Uh, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot mm. as Wonder Woman. Uh, I remember you mentioning this in the last episode, mm-hmm. and yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the actress, but mm-hmm. from what I've seen in the trailer... I'm fine with it. Okay. It just because if you see if um if you saw her in the Fast and the Furious movie, she's very very thin. Okay. Like extremely thin. And Wonder Woman is you know this an Amazon. An Amazon. Like she's fairly you know not I won't say larger woman, but she's you know fairly powerful woman. And I just didn't the body the body the structure. Even though uh, she you know she came out and said you know I did a lot of training, put on a lot of muscle and stuff like that. Like I don't know. Like whenever I imagine you know Wonder Woman, I imagine a, a little bit of a more. Well, what what does she look I, like in the trailer? I mean, are you are you coloring your opinion with like Fast and the Furious? This actress, yes, in, in that suit, or did have you, are you? Well, that well, that's. I mean, we have. I have seen the trailer, and I did see her, and and she has put on noticeably. I guess you could say more weight to fill out the, okay. the, her figure a little bit more, and it, it it plays more into the character that I envisioned. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I don't know. Like initially, it, it struck me as like this woman is like extremely thin. Like how the fuck is she gonna play this? You know, masculine and and honestly, and this is a problem with me. Like whenever I think superheroes, I always think you know masculinity. Like they've got to okay. be big, got to be physical, got to be able to take on. So right. you know, sometimes like if the female figure is you know smaller, daintier, it's harder to recognize. Okay, this person's gonna go kick this person's ass. I'm like. Yeah, but this is guy, you know, this person's bigger. Like, well, why wouldn't the bigger person kick this person? I guess, but I would always even say, like, a lot of the older Wonder Woman comics and stuff, she wasn't really muscular, but she's still no. had super strength. No, I yeah, know. Well, the older Wonder Woman comics were basically just TNA. I mean, yeah. she had that whole thing where, like, if you held her wrist, she was completely submissive. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were... It goes some weird places. That's weird. That yeah, is bizarre. I think it, it was... A... If her wristbands touched or something, she had to be completely submissive mm-hmm. or something. It was, I, I didn't it was know basically s- like smut. Right. <laughs> I did not know that. She doesn't have to be stacked like a bodybuilder to have well, Amazon no, and strength. I, and I, you know, coming back to it, I get that. But so, uh, look at Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, one thing I didn't like about the Jessica Jones, act, and this is just. She's very knock-kneed. Did you ever notice? Oh, you guys haven't seen it. She's knock-kneed. And I was like, man. I don't know what that means. Or, uh, like, whenever she walks, like, 
her knees come in. Oh, okay. Uh, That's pressure. I, I mean, it's like, I was just like, okay. I was like, I don't see, I, I don't know. It's just, like I said, whenever I think A character superhero, you already know nothing about, you're yeah, already complaining like, about how they look. It's, it's, a, it's a masculinity feature with me and superheroes. So, like, you, you only like Aryan Paragons as your <laughs> I guess, You know who else like Aryan Paragons? <laughs> 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 like even even with the, even with the female uh, like like comics like if you look at the the female comic book characters most of them are even more muscular and uh, no, I, I would say so. Oh, <laughs> uh, Miss Marvel is well. They're all ideal body types. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> so like even even the males are just absurd. Yeah. Like even the, the smaller males, like mm-hmm. the ones that aren't the Hulk or Bane. Or, oh yeah, they're like really than... idealized body yeah. types. Yeah. So. In which case, that might play into it as well. But I don't know. Like I said, whenever I just I always envision like I a, a bigger a bigger individual I than what I'm actually a, seeing. A superhero with like a fupa, so bad. A fupa. <laughs> little tummy pouch. That would be. Uh, let's see. Are, are there any fat superheroes? Um, there are. There are. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Superheroes. Yeah. See, that's. There's that's plenty of fat villains. Yeah. I think uh, fat superheroes. And that's that's a problem in uh, actually character design is features that are considered not ideal are always attributed to villains. That's why villains always have like a, like a crooked nose or like uh, gaunt cheeks or they're fat right. or they're somehow disabled. Like right. you know they're they're missing an arm or a leg or, or something like that or an eye eye patches. Total villain territory. So, there we go. Are there list any of fat superheroes? patches? <laughs> <laughs> Fat superheroes, best or avoid characters in comics. Well, that's not a list of fat superheroes. That's Kingpin. That's oh, Kingpin. Kingpin. That's number two in the blog. Volstag. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> none of these guys are superheroes except for Volstag. <laughs> I actually don't even know who that is. He's uh, one of the Warriors Three. If you've seen the Thor movies, yeah. He's oh, the okay. fat one. He's oh. he, yeah. He's played by uh, the guy who played in the second Punisher movie. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Ray Stevenson. Yeah, Ray Stevenson. Mister Incredible. He's apparently fat. No. Mr. Mr. Incredible? Oh, well, yeah, he was fat in the Mr. beginning. Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles? Oh, okay. I was, he said Mr. Incredible. I was stuck on Marvel. I was yeah. thinking Mr. Fantastic. I was thinking Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I was like, he's skinny and he stretches. Like, that's the and exact opposite of fat. He's as skinny as he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you've had a side. Earth X Peter Parker was fat, apparently. Earth. They're really reaching. Yeah, they All are. these are like villains, though. Where are you looking at that? I don't know, Big Bertha on the uh, Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Everyone knows about the Great Lakes Avengers. Well, if you read Cable and Deadpool, you should. <laughs> I didn't read Cable and Deadpool. <laughs> Night Owl, yeah, he was fat. Night Owl. He was tubby at best. <laughs> well, we're reaching here. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't fat, he was just in his 40s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most of these are villains. Anybody else on there? I'm only seeing villains, really. This list is crap. (laughs) (laughs) So really there's no list of fat superheroes. There's probably no fat superheroes. It's probably closer to the truth. Somebody should make a fat superhero. It's an idea. Try to sell it. I mean... He'll call himself the average American. The average... Captain Average. Captain Average. His superpowers being mean. (laughs) It's a math joke no one's going to get in 12 seasons. The new, new Squirrel Girl is a little chubby. It's Squirrel Girl, by the way. She Wait, beat Doom. She, she beat Doom. <laughs> Squirrel Girl? Yeah. yeah. She wasn't chubby. She was an acrobat. Current. 
And do you read Squirrel War? I can't even say it. Squirrel, Squirrel. It's Your superpower being yeah. hard to pronounce. Yes, basically. <clears throat> yeah, other than Big Bertha and yeah, which like I said, you're even reaching there. <laughs> but no, sorry. I guess superheroes they have to keep in shape to fight crime. <laughs> well, they have to keep in shape and be attractive. Yeah. And- Basically, John's Aryan paragon. Basically, yes. yeah. So basically, I'm a dickhead. So that's what it sums up to. <laughs> Another thing is gay. Like, a lot of gay characters are villainized and, like, they, they become, like, a stereotypically gay. Oh, like, yeah. Like, super flamboyant. The, the flamboyancy, yeah. Yeah. Mm. What are you looking at there, Jake? Mm, nothing. What yeah. time are we at? We've been oh, going a while. We're like 2.45, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, Every time we have guests, we always make it a two-plus hour. I'll split it into two, probably. Well, I'm sorry. Don't do oh. that. This is episode one. It'll this be episode, episode one, one and two. Episode Big Bang. Ooh. <laughs> leave it as one. It's more profitable to leave it as two. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> Just leave it as one. I like it as one. Well, I don't care what you like. How about that? You know what? <laughs> All right. Something on the website. I'll start my own podcast. We'll have blackjack and hookers. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be a sportscast. A sportscast. He'll make it thirty minutes. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Something's already changed. What I'm saying isn't isn't relevant anymore. All right. Well, do you want to wrap it up then? I, I guess. I mean, I'm just looking at the other stuff I wrote down. Not much other than um. I'll save it. No, have you seen Hateful Eight yet? I'm not. I want to so bad. You can't spoil Hateful Eight. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just saying it was good. If you like Tarantino, you're I love like Tarantino. <laughs> <movies. laughs> well, Actually, Eight. do you know the web comic is called Our Valued Customers? Yes. Okay, the new one that came out this week. It was uh, this one girl. She was like, "I'm 34. Am I old enough to not like Quentin Tarantino yet?" <laughs> But no, hateful. If you like Tarantino, it's par for the course. I would say. You'll, uh, that's you'll what like I've heard. Both yeah. good and bad is. Yeah. <laughs> if you like his style of movie making, you're gonna like hateful. Eight. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all we'll say about hateful. Eight and then other okay, than other yeah, than go see it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't spoil it because it's fun. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's okay, absolutely Although I didn't see Tarantino make a cameo in this one. I'm sure he was there somewhere. Well, there's only like eight people in the movie. <laughs> what? Well, I, 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 you got a point. And he's not one of them. Maybe, maybe he was. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you saw the movie. I did oh, yeah. see the movie. When we saw the movie, we went to the 70 millimeter roadshow one. That was, oh, appar- good. Apparently, it was only at like 98 theaters in the yeah. country too, which was it's a very limited cool. release. I remember that. Yeah, which uh, it was selling out yeah. like crazy. Like we bought tickets before we went. Luckily, yeah. that one was sold out. But um, like it was funny seeing some of the guys in front of us. Like. What do you mean this is seventeen dollars? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, like that's yeah. a special engagement. It's like, what do you mean there's an intermission? It's like uh, Tarantino's making it like the old ones. Come on, <laughs> read up on this shit. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know, because I remember I didn't know about it. I had no idea. I thought I was just gonna go see Hateful Eight in the movie theater. I didn't realize I was gonna get a little flyer thing of uh, an intermission. Of mm-hmm. oh yeah, there was no previews either. It it was just an overture, like in the sixties yeah. and stuff. Those play a musical. Oh, it's super thing. cool. I mean, if you see it now, I don't know if you'll get that experience, but... I'll, I'll probably get it on DVD. I mean, it, it won't be the 70mm experience that mm-hmm. I really want, unless I come over and watch it on your TV. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I, I knew I was going to miss the 70mm uh, experience, and I, I figured it's like, well, you know, I just won't go see it in theaters, then I'll, I'll wait for the DVD release. Yeah, I didn't even know what I was in store for. I had like whenever Jake was even explaining the seventy millimeter thing, I was like, I don't understand what that is. 
Like I, I, I gather that it's like not digital. I think I, I think I was calling him a philistine or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, brought, he brought the wrong person with him to go see the seventy millimeter because <laughs> I, I was totally. I, I wouldn't say I underappreciated it, but I was like, I just thought I was gonna go see a movie in the movie theater whenever I was gonna go see it. I didn't realize. Yeah, it was yeah I was like, like, dude, we're on the IMAX screen and it still has the bars over it for being white screen. Like I, I, I was, I didn't understand. Yeah. I guess. It's not something I pay attention to. You didn't appreciate it. <laughs> it's not that I didn't appreciate it. I, I appreciated it for what it was. I just didn't like. I didn't nah. know. I'm not. I was. I was ignorant of the whole, the whole shebang, and so it just it limits my experience. And speaking of appreciating movies, I remember uh, when I went to go see the Transformers movie, the first one. Like I was pissed because oh, yeah. it was sold out, and I was like, "These damn kids! They don't. They're not gonna appreciate this <laughs> as much as I am." I saw the movie. I was like, "They can have it." I haven't seen a Transformers movie since. <laughs> I like the Transformers movies. They're not I saw that the bad. I saw the first one, and I was like, eh, "That's fair, I guess." And then I saw the second one, I was like, "This is crap." <laughs> well, the second you made it to the second one. <laughs> I mean, I recognize the second one. Uh, the second one was weird, um, but I, I just, I mean, I'm, I, I like movies. I. I'll tell you, I'll watch any Michael Bay film, specifically because I like explosions mm-hmm. and I like tits, and okay. he's got plenty of both in his movies. Oh, uh, after this, remind me. There's a uh, a YouTube channel that reviews films based on directors, and he actually has a really interesting one on Michael Bay. Really, he's not bashing him the whole time. He's like, you know, we all know what Michael Bay does, yeah, but let's dissect it and see. Mm-hmm. Why he does it and why it works so well for him. So well, exactly. it's, actually, it's actually really. I was about to say, I don't think I don't think anyone could, could really complain about you know what he did with Bad Boys. Those movies are fucking wonderful. Right. Um, now, granted, like yeah, if you you know if you don't like the Transformers or what was that? Uh, what was the other movies he's done recently? Um, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. I, have you? I was gonna mention that whenever you mentioned Ninja Turtles. Have you guys seen the new trailer for the new one no. with Bebop and Rocksteady in it? Oh uh, yes, yeah, and I'm I, excited about Bebop and Rocksteady. I Sheamus cannot is wait. Rocksteady. I cannot wait. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Oh good. Well, that's why well, he was gone for like a, a few weeks or a month or whatever, and he came back and he had the mohawk and everything. Yeah. You know, and everyone started the "You look stupid" chant. <laughs> but then it ends up he's playing Rocksteady in the movie. So. Oh good. I'm excited. <laughs> they drive a tank in the movie. Have you guys seen the the new cartoon, the the 3D animated cartoon? Uh-uh. You should. It's actually very good. I still uh, one of my coworkers years ago. And I, I think I have it on my computer somewhere. Like I ripped it to watch it later. Uh, the fourth movie, the Team NT one that came out years ago, sucks. Watch the yeah. cartoon. Well, he told me to watch that just because he's like, this one's actually canonical with the movies, like you know, like the live action ones, because they go back and they show like they still have the time scepter, like in yeah, the background okay. and stuff. But it is. I love, it is the, that. I love the live action movies. It's not a. It's not a great movie. Right. The cartoon. <laughs> the cartoon is actually like a really cool. Uh, reinvention of the cartoon that we grew up with as, oh, as like kids. One. It has a lot of the same campy Wait. style of humor, and, but it, but it does it really well. Which is funny. Mm-hmm. I like, and I like to bring up because a lot of people, you know, they bash the new Ninja Turtles movie. Which I mean, I've said, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm just, it doesn't look like something I'm interested to see. I think you like, would enjoy. I mean, it. I'm really not saying do. it sucks. I mean, if I see it, and I think it sucks. Then I'll say it sucks. But I mean, I'm not. It's... I think what a lot of people don't want to admit is that Ninja Turtles has always been kind of fucking stupid. But, but here's the thing: <laughs> that a teenage I try Ninja and Turtles. remind people and myself too that, like, when the '80s cartoon came out, that bastardized the original version. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know. <laughs> but that's the one we all know and love. Right, and like you know, nostalgia blinds you from the fact that the words "teenage mutant ninja turtle" <laughs> go together mm. in that series, and. and the, you know, it's it's always been a really stupid premise on with really stupid humor and 
really stupid out there gags and stuff. So, but I was reading uh, an article on uh, something, or I saw they had like some of the toys they were showing pictures of, like they have Krang in the Technodrome and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well. yeah, Krang I think is supposed to be in the next one mm. that they're doing. Oh, uh, exciting! Yeah, I think I was actually reading an article on it, and Michael Bay <clears> is. Uh, He's, he's considering doing him a little different because he doesn't want to make him look like an octopus. Because if you think he's, you know, he's like a brain with the little tentacles yeah. hanging out. And he, you know, if you think about it, he kind of looks like an octopus with short arms. Yeah. So he's trying to make it look like he's not an octopus in a walking suit. Wow. Uh, so I'll he's trying to do it a little bit. his robot from the crotch. <laughs> yeah, that would be... <laughs> that I always thought was interesting. Like, you know, once, you know, I, I moved past the age of, like, I'm a kid. No, it's like a big robot type thing. It's like, I started thinking about it. It's like... He's a brain, and he's right in the fucking like right in the center. Why he's isn't he at the, like, like, everyone. Yeah, like why wouldn't he move himself up? Like <laughs> I don't understand. All right, I guess I'm willing to give it a shot. But like Michael Bay burned me so bad on Transformers. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I like movies with a lot of action. Like I said, a lot of oh, explosions. I, I do too. But it's wonderful. I love it. I don't know. Like this is like M Night Shyamalan levels of being burned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then it's your fault for getting involved in the first place. Exactly. You knew what this was. <laughs> oh, that's why I haven't seen the new Turtles movie. Yet. Uh, I think I think you would enjoy it. There's there's yeah. like a weird like they change up like how the turtles were made in it, but other than that, I think you'd like it. I'll see, stuff like that doesn't necessarily bother me, but no, yeah. the, the worst thing I can say about the, the new Turtles movie is. Uh, the lips on the turtles bother me. Oh, and also that's, Megan that's Fox, she bothers said. me. Too. My wife said uh, she doesn't like how their noses look. And it, it bothers her. They're like uncanny like, valley turtles. Teenage Mutant uncanny valley turtles. No, yeah, give me my uh, rubber suits. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I think we, we said this on an older episode of the podcast. Like, I bought the trilogy of the live yeah, action movies yeah. on Blu-ray and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's funny. The disc actually mimicked the movies. Like, the first one, you know, it's, it's a pepperoni pizza. I'm like, okay, it's classic. You know, the next one, it's Supreme. All right, yeah, it's got, I've got a little more in it. It's pretty cool. Third movie, cheese pizza, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> the third one. I, I liked it. Oh, and also in this next one, it's got Casey Jones in it. it introduces oh, I, I Casey have seen Jones. Uh, the movie stills for <clears throat> Casey Jones. Yeah. Looking forward to it. That might get me great. into it. I, I like me some Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right, you want to wrap it up? Perhaps. Mm. You know I never do. Yeah, you. he really never does. Like, toward the end, like... <laughs> We'll just get, start going over like eight different things that Jacob had written down. We'll just go over them in like five minutes. I know. All right. All right. Now we're done. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, one thing I mentioned to you, I'll mention it real quick. I, I just do a double take when I heard it. Uh, Tracy Morgan, you know, I saw he was doing Best Buy commercials oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the holidays. <laughs> and he even like, he was saying, he's like, have you been good this year? I don't know if I have. I've been in a coma. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. what? <laughs> Like, well, I know he's not doing commercials for Walmart, so I guess, I guess he's back. <laughs> Do you see, uh, speaking of Walmart, not to get off the Tracy Morgan thing, they're going to close down a bunch of stores this upcoming year? Yep. So, Is it for the remodeling thing? Uh-uh. No, it's they're a, apparently they're losing money at those stores. Yep. Mm. They're also closing they're down a bunch of uh, McDonald's, too. For, really? Because they're losing a bunch of money, yeah. Well, if they didn't have one, World's both Walmart coming. and McDonald's on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, World's coming like, to an end. We're closing down Walmart's and McDonald's. Well, as long as they close down... Yeah, they, they're what are? Franchise owners. Oh, freaking yeah. Out. Which well, ones are they closing down around here? I don't know. Well, I don't think like, if they close Walmart's... down, like, Sefner, that's fine. I never know. <laughs> I don't think... I was actually looking at a thing today. I don't think any of the Walmarts are around here. Not, not right. at all. 
No, this is uh, this is prime Walmart real estate. Yeah, out here. Uh, there's okay. there's plenty of Walmart shoppers. I live closest to the Seven One, but I still go to the Causeway one. I won't uh, <laughs> I won't go on like people at Walmart because I'm afraid I'll see somebody I know. <laughs> I love that fucking website. <laughs> they have a, a specialized site, and I, I found this out sort of by accident. But once I found it out, like I lost the rest of my evening because there, there's like a subcategory of like naked people at Walmart and it's all just the pictures of people at Walmart that are like naked. Oh my good lord. <laughs> and like I was like no 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 like public you know nobody goes to Walmart naked like everyone goes to Walmart naked. <laughs> it's like there's so many pictures you just I start just believing it's like the rest every of my other person looking at gross naked people at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> like, I look down I was like oh my god it's 1.30 in the morning what have I done? <laughs> gross naked people in Walmart. Nah. All right, I guess the other two quick ones I had, um, which we talked about this uh, yesterday, uh, UFC 2 is coming out, the video game, or whatever, and they released pictures of CM Punk in it, because oh, he's okay. in it this year, and everyone apparently is complaining that he has a rating of 85, they think it's too high. <laughs> <laughs> and CM Punk had this lovely quote about it, which was, not since Samus Aran was revealed to be a woman have dummies been this butthurt over a video game. <laughs> oh, priceless. <laughs> Like all right, he should uh, he should read. Uh, a lot of times they'll do interviews with like they'll find like you know how a new uh, Madden NFL football game comes out. Well, a lot of times um, somebody will go and find like the worst ranked player on the Madden game, and they'll go and talk to him about what he thinks about his ratings. And like one guy, like at one point the uh, I remember <laughs> I don't remember the analogy he used, but they found this uh, this lineman. It was ranked like you know forty nine or something like that. And he looked at his awareness and. His awareness was like eight. He's like a fucking awareness of eight. Like, how the fuck is that even working? It, it, I really wish I could find the fucking analogy because it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. Because he's obviously a fucking smart guy, but it was, it was just like it, it, you you wonder like who makes these fucking ratings and shit like that. And it's just who makes this call. Yeah, it's it's wonderful <clears throat> to see because the guys like sometimes will get like seriously butthurt over it, or they'll do like they'll ask like, okay, rookies, like, what is your rating in you know this new game? Is like. Someone will be like, oh, like I'm a 90. I gotta have speed of like 99, and then they fucking see it. And they're like, oh man, fucking dissing my shit, and like taking all fucking like hood gangster and shit. I'm just like, oh my god. It's like, oh my god. So you guys are fucking terrible. Yeah, but yeah, people were complaining because like, well, he hasn't been in a fight yet, <laughs> and like he has the same rating as like someone who's been in the business for like 17 years. I mean, shit. Holly Holm was only in two fights, and then she fucking kicked the shit out of Ronda Rousey. Did y'all see that? Y'all. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I got into Ronda Rousey when she started doing interviews about Pokemon and I was like oh uh, seriously yeah, she's apparently a big Pokemon fan and then uh, like the only fight I've seen with her she gets like the shit kicked out of her and I was like oh, oh that's unfortunate that's, yeah, that's the, the only fight that's ever happened I was about <laughs> to say really it's like that, that was her longest fight I think ever yeah most of her fights you can watch on Instagram oh <laughs> yeah. no yeah seriously they're that fucking quick it's seconds. Mm. Yeah. 13 not 13 that was uh, oh Conor McGregor beat her record with 13 seconds a couple weeks ago I won money on that one yeah, <laughs> totally happy about it. Yeah, I don't recommend sports betting. The last time uh, my friends got UFC and I was over was the uh, the fight where Chuck Liddell lost in like seconds. Like he just took a punch to the face and it dropped him, and that was like the big heavyweight title match. Oh, and, you know, you know the one that they they build the whole event on. And it was just just over. He walks out, and he, he eats a punch, and it's drops. so funny you mentioned that's that great because we were we were actually uh, because we had bought remember we had bought the last one that Ronda Rousey was. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Were, I wasn't there. You, you, you weren't here, but uh, I, I was, was going to buy because we had a lot of friends over on the day, so we were going to buy the Rousey fight this time, but. 
And I was like, I don't want to fucking like pay you know sixty dollars to watch Ronda Rousey kick someone's ass in thirty seconds. Like, mm. I don't want to do it. I just fucking catch it on YouTube the next morning. And then, so sure fucking enough, that next morning I wake up and I look at my fucking thing, and you know ESPN's telling me that Ronda Rousey gets knocked out in the second round or whatever. I was like, it's like no way. Nah, I I think I was always saying up to the fight, I was like. Holly Holm will take her to the second round at least, but she's not going to win. Mm. But, you know, if anyone could do it. Do you see the, <laughs> uh, I guess, I think someone made a vine about it. It's the, um, it's uh, whenever Ronda Rousey apparently went on a talk show before the fight. And she's like, um, and she's basically explaining like what Holly Holm's going to try to do. And she's like, she's going to try to catch me off my guard and she's going to try to kick me and knock me out. Mm. And... And then they go into the whole the the. Do you follow Vine? Do you are you on Vine I'm at not, all? I've never been a Vine. Um, my uh, when Vine was like super popular, mm. uh, I didn't have a phone that could process Vines. Ah. And then and now that you know it's kind of died down in the public eye. At least as far as I know, I don't know. No, it, it has. Uh, you know, mm. I just never found the interest to go and uh. get on it. Well, when Instagram can now do the same thing twice as better. Mm. <laughs> People still are on Vine. I like Vines. I think they're funny. I find it amusing that people can be so funny in six seconds. Yeah, you know, people are still on MySpace, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tom isn't. <laughs> well, Tom was smart. <laughs> He's like, here you go, Justin Timberlake. You take care of this shit. <laughs> God, maybe I made a fucking fortune off of that shit. Now it's nothing. I remember, I, remember, I, I used to love MySpace. Oh, yeah. I used MySpace, to, was MySpace was fucking awesome. And then turned into Facebook. Like, once I got to college, I was like, oh, Facebook, Facebook was fucking awesome. And I was just like, yeah, I'm an adult. So yeah, uh, none of this matters. <laughs> the nihilism sucks. Yeah, just like, uh, you just lay down in bed at night and let the darkness take you. Yeah, it's like Facebook. Honestly, what I use Facebook for is fucking keeping up with people I went to high school ten years ago, and 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 by keeping up, seeing what they do on a daily basis with their status updates, and then uh, finding work friends. That's yeah. that's like all it's used for. <laughs> uh, my Facebook is, is actually a little more functional. I use it for like keeping in touch with artists and, mm. and networking. Like Facebook is my like, professional <gasps> environment. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's what you know. It's what it's supposed to be for. Is net like networking is a huge fucking key to mm. Facebook, and I I don't fucking network for shit. Like like people who update like you know pictures of their their pregnancy progress mm. or you know <laughs> pictures of their kids. I'm just like yeah, hide posts. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my wife. Every day she's got a new. Every day she's got a new picture. Of which that's, that's a good segue to my last point. Which uh, which your wife is less annoying than uh the celebrity death thing going on. Oh, dude, don't and hate on the celebrity. Look, maybe I'm assuming too much or whatever. And I'm not even hating on people who post about celebrity deaths. It's just some people like whenever it gets to the point where people are posting about Grizzly Adams and how much they're like, oh, he's so sad. I'm like, you didn't give a shit about Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> you don't care. To be fair, the only person I know that posted about Grizzly Adams probably grew up with Grizzly Adams. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks for you. But it's like, come on. And they, a lot of these people act like some of this is like the end of their fucking world because someone they didn't know died. Yeah, and I, I, no, I get it. They yeah, can they inspire you characters and that stuff. They, but they love. And that's fine and all, but it's like... Like with this most recent one. Like, you guys heard Alan Rickman died. Yeah. Actually, Grizzly Adams is more... Uh, it was awful. It was awful. Like, I woke up, I looked at my phone, and it was like, Alan Rickman died. I'm like, I'm just gonna turn back around. It's like, he played so many great characters. Like, one of my favorite movies of all time is Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. It's not a great movie, but I love the movie. Right. And he was the sheriff of Nottingham in it. Yep. And that was the first time I saw him. And then I saw him in uh, Galaxy Quest, which mm-hmm. is a great uh, Tim Allen movie. Hilarious. 
And then he was fucking Professor Snape and Harry Potter. I was like, he's also uh, Hans Gruber and Die Hans Hard. Hans Gruber and Die Hard. A lot of people say he's the best Die Hard villain. Yeah, there's been is. fucking eight movies. He was in Dogma too. Yeah, he, he was, was in Dogma. He was uh, Metatron, yeah. the voice of he God. He takes his pants off and yells. <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's like Alan Rickman plays all these characters that I know so well. And it's like you know you kind of almost connect with these characters in a way because you like you you love these movies, you love these you know TV whatever. You fall in love with the characters, and then you find out that you know the person who played the character is dead. It's like there's not going to be any more. Of yeah, it's like like, like when like when Robin Williams died, and you realize oh like my oh my god, he's not going to voice any more cartoon characters yeah. or or like do any more hilarious antic comedy movies, and you realize that that's that's over, and what is is all that there's going to be. Exactly, and that's like and that, and I think I told Jake this before. I was like. I've never been really bothered by celebrity deaths, and Robin Williams was the first one that bothered me, because um, I used to I used to really not like it so much whenever people committed suicide, um, and then you know when Robin Williams did, I'm like, man, I was like, this really fucking sucks. Like this person seemed always so fucking happy about everything he did, and he, you know, and he's a comedian. He his job is to be happy and to make people happy. And you know laugh. what's interesting is, is it, look at the suicide rates of comedians. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's bizarre. It's like why I don't like. And obviously, I'll probably never understand. Like, how is it so? Like, how is it life is so bad? I, I don't want to say life is bad for these, but how, like, how is it so bad in their eyes that they have to just take themselves out of it completely? I, I'll never understand. That is a complicated question, and it's that so I and it's so bizarre to, to me. But like this, but like and, and and it used to like it used to make me disconnect from their suicide right, right. or from this you know the suicidal thing. But it's like when I have Robin Williams, I'm like man, it's like you know I fucking like I loved Aladdin as a child. Like he was my he was the genie. And then you know I loved you know I loved all of his movies. Like you know you know Flubber as a kid, I saw Flubber. I loved him in Flubber. I loved him in um, uh, the um, Shit, I fucking love Robin Williams. I can't think of any fucking movies he's in. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Mrs. Hook. Doubtfire. Like Hook. Like Hook. Hook especially. Like I fucking... And it's just like, you know, he's gone. Yeah. I'll never see a new Robin Williams movie. And I was like, this fucking sucks. And what's the newest Robin Williams movie you saw up until that point? Uh, exactly. Uh, I No, no, that's not true. I watched an episode or two of that one uh, TV show that he was doing with... Which um, was called... I don't fucking remember. Exactly. I don't, dude. I don't remember hardly anything. <laughs> I just couldn't come up with some of his better movies. Look, I like I was saying. I, I don't mind thought-provoking posts about celebrity deaths. That's fine. But like when I start seeing, well, the ones that annoy me the most are just like WTF or, um, you know, oh, 2016 so shitty. Alright, I'm it like, just, well, I mean, it just okay, sucks I, because you're not. And yes, I know I'm being very petty about this. I kind of, I kind of understand where you come from. Like, when, when people die, they're old. Mm. Or, or getting old it's mm. like well, you know death happens it's inevitable it, 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 it yeah. sucks I think the difference here in this conversation is like Robin Williams committed suicide and yeah. it's like, wow that that's super, super okay yeah that was more unexpected for that specific one but like when motherfuckers are talking about Grizzly Adams now like yeah, you're, <laughs> seriously you've got a point there I think yeah I don't think many people were too attached to that that aren't a lot older than us yeah <laughs> Like seriously, and like like you said, I don't think any really celebrity deaths have like bothered me. the The only one that I can think that bothered me a little, even a little bit, was probably Ryan Dunn. But that's because I met him and I had a kind of a connection. With Ryan Dunn still bothers you to oh, this shit. day. Ryan but, like five years ago. Yeah, it was I, a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't really attached 
to him. Well, and that's the thing too, like because I mentioned because Don Vito died earlier this year, and that I mean it didn't really bother me because I'm like I'm not surprised, but it set me off a new motion. I rewatched all the Viva La Bams and Jackasses and stuff, and I you know I'm like yeah these are still funny to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, Dumb died like almost five years ago at this point. I yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. Mm. Car accident. Mm. That was weird. Not weird, but well, yeah. this is, this I, is so, it's sour note. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that's a way. Really, wish end the fucking first episode. Well, people um, stop posting about fucking Grizzly Adams. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Jake just wants everyone to stop posting about Grizzly Adams. It's not so much celebrity deaths in general; it's just Grizzly Adams. It's like, well, who's gonna die next that no one cares about that in my Facebook feed? You know. Jaja Gabor hasn't died yet. I'm sure people are well gonna they're gonna come out of the fucking woodwork tomorrow <laughs> when she kicks it. <laughs> what if she actually does die tomorrow? She's like a hundred years old and has been bedridden for years. I would not be surprised. Basically, Jacob wants Jaja. Oh, and Gabor Celine Dion. Celine Dion's husband died today too, and I've seen people posting about that. I'm like, you did not give a shit. You didn't <laughs> even know she was married. <laughs> actually, I didn't know she was married. That's the whole reason she has a career is because of her husband. Really? Yes. Is he like her producer or something? Manager, yeah. Oh. Not based on her talents? No, not at no. all. <laughs> Alright. Well, with that tragic ending What a great way to end the first episode. If Jake has his way, possibly the second episode <laughs> of the Masters of Nothing podcast, the rebranded, formerly known as Jake and John Pod. Um, it was a great way to spend money on this card game we were talking about. Actually, years. actually, yes. Uh, go. Our very special guest today, Jared. Um, he has, would you call it a company, Jared Draws, or is that just... A brand. Uh, according to the uh, U.S. government, <laughs> <laughs> All right. it is a, a uh, God, what is it? I can't remember the name. LLC. Sole proprietor. Sole no, it's not an LLC. It's a sole, sole proprietorship. So. Sole proprietorship. The artistry. Go look at... Uh, do you still put stuff on Jared uh, on your Facebook page? Just my personal one. Just your personal like page? Said, okay. I, uh, I may look into the advertising thing because you mentioned it earlier and if it you know, seems like a good good deal and I can swing it on my you know Jimmy John's budget, then... Mm-hmm. I would say try the $5 yeah. one out first. See what it does for you. All right. Because it yeah. does... Like, I haven't tried it myself, but I've heard it does from, work. From what we understand, it does get you views. Mm-hmm. Like people, right. people do see it. They do click on the page, and they do... Like, you know, whether... You know, I mean, if, if 100 people see the page and only two people like it, that's still, you know, expanding Well, I, I think my fear... Because I was researching a lot of that, you know, paper advertising things, and a lot of times... And I, I'm not clear on whether this is the case with Facebook in particular, but a lot of times when you pay for, like, views or likes or whatever, they just, like, sell your account to, like, a, a click farm in China somewhere and just have, like, a uh, bunch, yeah. of, See, I, a bunch I of people that don't don't give a shit, like, follow you or like you or something. So you have, like, uh, there was a big thing about Instagram where, like, a bunch of people who had, like, you know, six million followers mm-hmm. on Instagram actually oh, yeah, had they thirty get... followers that yeah, whenever they killed shit. whenever they killed all the following bots and shit yeah. like that. Well, I don't know about Facebook and the bots. I mean, I would assume with the Facebook ones, it just you you know boost your thing, you hit that button, and it'll show up in like your sidebar or like oh, as okay. a promoted thing. Like if you're already interested in something else that's similar to it, it'll be like, hey, here's this, you know, check it out. Yeah. That, that's how I saw that one of the Kickstarters I backed a couple of years ago was like this uh, artist who was doing wrestling 
you know, works and stuff. And I saw it because it was on a Facebook ad. I was like, oh, that looks really cool. I mean, yeah, look at it. I think that's how I found out about naked people at Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Things you might be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking wonderful. <clears throat> See, and now this guy who started this Kickstarter with some Facebook ads, he works for the WWE now. Mm. Like, I can't even get, like, regular portraits off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But, but yeah, definitely go and check out Jared and his work. Um, he's an artist, so if you like it, buy some. Um, and if you don't, buy some anyway. Yeah, buy I some do anyways. have my website. Too. <laughs> okay, so what, we'll what is your website? It doesn't have to be Facebook, but uh, my, my website is, uh, is obnoxious. It's uh, elementop.com, which is E-L-L-I-M-I-N-N-O-P-E-E.com. Jake will provide a link in the Indeed. We'll provide a link to Jared's website. We'll provide a link to uh, the website where you can buy the Sutures game. Um, and uh, obviously, go and like our page, um, The Masters of Nothing. Did you change the page yet? Or you, will it be changed? It will be changed by the time this comes. The URL for Facebook is slash The Masters of Nothing. Twitter handle is The Masters of Not because there's only 15 characters you can fit on there. <laughs> um, Google Plus is still plus Jake and John Pod because I can't change that. Same with YouTube. Um, I, I don't know what I'll do with the feed yet but i'll probably make a new one okay that will have to do with it i'm fine with that um what i'll add it to stitcher and itunes and right google play music once they start actually doing that mm. um we're gonna need a new logo before you upload it yeah so get your creative juices yeah flowing. i'll write it on a sticky note and scan it <laughs> <laughs> um, um i think that's it all right you can follow us individually uh i'm dracefan101 on twitter uh and instagram i think or just john simmons i don't know how instagram really works i post like one picture every month <laughs> me too I, I still get likes on that uh cleveland steamer one that i, <laughs> I did contrary wise I'm, I'm jared draws on instagram and i have no idea how twitter works <laughs> there is a twitter for uh i actually followed it earlier um sutures catalog, catalog. yeah catalog c-a-t a-L-O-G, I believe. I use the American spelling because the... Again, it's a character limit. Because <laughs> on, on, on my box and manual, it's the U-E at the end. Right. I was like, oh no, I ran out of characters. <laughs> Alright, so just uh, follow us, like us, look into the Sutures game. Um, I'm actually going to try to play it before anyone leaves here today. So, mm. uh, With that, we are the Masters of Nothing. I'm John, joined by... Oh, me? Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stellar forgetting, guys. <laughs> this is wonderful. It's fun when I do things on purpose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, Jake, I think they call me sometimes. Jesus Christ, end the goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Jesus. No, it's not Jesus, it's Jake. Oh, sorry. <laughs>